This is Joe Exotic, and you're listening to the Thanks for the Invite podcast. You ready for Freddy? Now that's a fucking bong hit. You are listening to Thanks for the Invite podcast with Freddy Correa. Greetings, my friends. Today on the podcast, I have my friend Sean Oster out. And he is one of the uh, members of the Church of What's Happening Now Facebook group, which is now known as uh, the new title of the group is Mine of Joey Diaz. And we have a great fellowship with this group on Facebook. So I've been putting up on the podcast people I've become friends with, I've become uh, friendly, gotten to know each other. And it's not just to have someone on the podcast, it's always somebody that there's something, there's a reason for it, like a topic. And today's topic is mostly casino stories. Because my buddy Sean Osterout, he he's a veteran on the casino floor. He's been dealing uh, cards, uh, all, all the table games. I'm not an expert. I don't even know how to pronounce some of these uh, games. Bakla. Bakla? No, Bakla is uh, homosexual and Filipino. Bakla. Bakla. I forgot. I don't know what it is, but it's... Um, I think that's a Japanese or Chinese poker. Bakara. 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 I don't even know. I don't understand how to play craps. So to me, anybody that knows and understands these games, uh, you know, if you know how to deal the games, holy shit, you are a fucking genius in my world. So yeah, my buddy Sean, he has stories on this episode, some pretty crazy and, and some, some are kind of like paranormal. So I don't want to spoil any of them. So I'm going to just do a short intro and, uh, oh, shout out to my buddy Sean uh, no, no, Scott Cunningham for leaving the voice message in the beginning. He is actually the the godfather of this Facebook group I've been talking about. Uh, you know, I've had on the podcast my buddy Brett Rivera from New York. We talked about the cemetery diaries uh, right when COVID struck. We're going to do an episode again soon. But my buddy Scott Cunningham, he's the one that started the Facebook group. And there's been a few versions of it because it's been shut down a few times because... Um, I don't know, people report stuff, Facebook rules, things get out of hand, and it gets shut down. So, he's the one that has always kept it going, rebooted it, and he's a great guy. So, I'm going to have him on the podcast soon, Uh, Scott Cunningham. uh, Lots of love. You'll hear us talk about him as well on this episode. Uh, But today is Monday, uh, August 24th. We had an amazing week, and uh, actually, we had an amazing week, Lizzie and I. Uh, the last episode you heard was not the last one, the one before the last, uh, the uh, Lizzie surprise party. I kind of documenting, uh, I kind of documented the process and what we were doing, and it was pretty cool. Now that's what launched our week off, our staycation here in Vegas. We didn't go anywhere, just stayed put. But we did a lot of fun stuff. So uh, I have some things to talk about on that because 
but I don't want to do a really long intro on this episode, so I'm going to save it for other episodes. I might actually, my buddy Sammy Solorio flew in from Reno the last three days to spend it with us for our birthdays, and that was a lot of fun, so we got some stories to tell if, if he could make it on the podcast soon. If not, I might just do a solo episode and just talk about what went down. It was a lot of fun from doing uh, the surprise party to going to the movies, um, staying on the strip. We actually stayed at the Flamingo. Lizzie rented us a room there, nice suite. And we ended up going to the lake towards the end of the vacation, the staycation. And that was really cool. So definitely want to talk about some stuff that went down um and yesterday i took my buddy uh, on sunday i took early in the morning i took sammy back to the airport and dropped him off it's always good to see sammy you've heard him on the podcast several times he used to have his his own podcast on the on the uh quote-unquote network here Uh, it was uh hollywood talk with sammy soloyo and yeah, so I dropped him off yesterday, and on the, you know, I parked, went in there, and I, it always astonishes me how people are just. I went through security with him and all that. Um, there's a reason why I went all the way through, and I just don't want to kind of like say a lot on this intro, but I ended up going all the way through, um, all the way up to the gate, and what astonishes me is. It's like, how many times have we traveled, guys? How many times? If you're a first-time flyer, I get it. Okay, we all know you got to take off your shoes. We all know the stupid, like, there's a lot of confusing things for people that are very simple. Okay, we get that part. Now, recently, the mask thing. Okay, sir, you're showing your nose. Please pull it up a little bit. We all, you know, that's the new one. Everybody gets confused on that. And some people get confused on purpose. Um, but the one that I never get is the moving walkways, you know, those little conveyor belts, they're not little, but you know, they're the conveyor, conveyor belts in bigger airports, uh, they move so that you can walk on them and move faster to your, towards your destination. Right. And you always see people just standing on them thinking like, Oh, it's break time. That always, it, it, it really annoys me it annoys the fuck out of me i i i don't get it look we know escalators we don't expect people to keep climbing up or climbing down you just chill it's so that you don't get you know all you know it's to relieve fatigue right because you have uh baggage with you whatever it is that you have you can take an elevator Okay, uh, we know we have trams. A lot of big airports have trams. Uh, you could jump on it and you just, part of it is you just chill. You hold on to the bar uh, and try not to fall and that's it. But when you get on this moving conveyor belt for humans, it's not meant for you to just stand there. That one is meant for you to keep walking. Not to slow down 
and take a little like, oh, I'm going to just let off the gas right here a little bit. No, it's it's the whole purpose of it is so that you could get to your destination quicker because everybody's always running late at the airport. Nobody wants to get there super early because nobody wants to spend time at the airport. They want to spend as little time as you can, right? Everybody wants to spend a little bit of time. You never see pilots or uh, stewardess. Uh, or flight attendants, I can't, stewardess is just females, right? Flight attendants, you never see them just hanging out, especially at the bars at the airport. You never see that. And you never see somebody that works at the airport just stand on the fucking moving walkway, all right? We all know what it's for, but there's always these idiots that just think it's time to talk and stop or get on your phone, okay? How about you wait till you get off the fucking walkway Pull over to the side and then check or send a text, whatever. So I was walking back. I'm just trying to leave. I'm sweating bullets. It's fucking hot in Vegas. It's There's been a heat wave out here. And I forgot my water bottle. So I'm trying to get back to the car. And, and these two, like a couple, or I don't know what they were, they're walking. And then they decide to slow down. And I could see them from afar. They slow down and then look back. And I'm still like, I don't know, maybe 50 feet. And they decide they're just going to stop. And they just chat. They pull out their phones. And I'm like, no, that no. Mm-mm. Well, that's not going to work. Okay. This is COVID time right now. I went into COVID mode. And I said, I'm just going to fucking keep walking. And I'll get real close. If they decide not to walk, then I'll say, excuse me. And that's what I did. I, I, I always carry my keys on the side so you could hear them jingle. I started jingling them a little bit louder, started walking and got closer. I went, I even, I was getting ready to cough too, you know, I was getting ready to even take off my mask or something. No, I was, but I was like, <coughs> you know, I was going to go like that just to, but instead I just went <clears throat> and then they turned around and they saw me coming. So then they start walking slow. Like, okay, well, I guess we better start walking. And I'm I'm power walking this bitch. Because when I get on that fucking moving walkway, I want to feel like I'm I'm the flash. It always feels kind of cool, right? When you, when you notice you're moving faster than when you're walking. I want to feel that. And I'm not going to let you fucking interrupt that bitch. So I kept walking, and I kept staring straight ahead. I even... Um, kind of trying to make eye contact jiggled my keys again and it went <clears throat> and, it, and then the fat uh the fat dude the 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 man in the couple uh in the in the uh, the man out of the two the, the male out of the two turns around and then he tells the woman hey let's start walking and they start walking and i got as close as 10 feet at this point but they decide they're gonna walk slow still right so i get closer I got as close as I would say five feet, six feet, and then they got the they got the 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 picture. They're like, okay, all right, it's time to walk. It's like, yeah, bitch, you don't fucking slow down when people are trying to leave or get to their airplane, the gate, because this is not this is not a fucking break, okay? This is not like a little free time for you to just rest and catch your breath. If you want to rest, you pull on the side of the world of the road, okay, the walkway the non-moving walkway and let people pass you and do whatever you want to fucking do. So there you go. That's my little rant on 
when we finished the, <laughs> the week of festivities, <laughs> I was furious, man. I was like, I need to get my fucking water. I'm sweating at 8 a.m., 9 a.m. It's fucking over 100 degrees out here. Some of the days were uh, from last week, it was, uh, I think it even hit 115, I want to say. And at nighttime, it's in the high 90s. It feels like a... This is how hot it feels like. Uh, uh, imagine you're hot and you're sweating. You just, you're at the gym. And then you just... Somebody points a, 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 a blow, blow dryer at your face with hot air. And you're already sweating. You're already hot. You're having a... You're overheating, and then they're just blowing hot air. There's no such thing as a breeze when this fucking when it's this hot. I'm not. I'm not trying to wait behind you, while you don't walk on the moving walkway. You know, I don't get that part. Why do people not understand that? It's called a moving walkway. It's not called a a uh, 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 fucking wait on the conveyor belt. Take a break while you get to your destination. No. It, it's. It's made for you to fucking walk. I've seen people run on it. They look amazing. You ever run on a fucking walk, moving walkway? It's amazing. Oh, have you ever gone on a moving walkway on Heelys? Holy shit. Mind-blowing, guys. I, I was at the Denver, uh, Denver airport once. It's one of the biggest airports. It's fucking crazy. Uh, look up some videos on Denver's airport there's a lot of conspiracies like it has an underground bunker and uh there's a lot of crazy shit about it even symbolism like there's a horse outside with red eyes it's a black horse it's some crazy end of time shit anyway that that airport has a thousand they have so many movie walkways and no one fucks around there everybody knows when you get on that you mean business that means you're gonna fucking power walk through that you know get your steps in and yeah, that's what people do at the Denver airport. They, they fucking power walk it. Well, I was there changing airplanes once, and I remember it was kind of empty, and I was fucking flying through there. Lizzie got me some Heelys, adult Heelys. You know those little sneakers with the wheel on the back? I saw this dude at a Walmart one time fucking gliding away, and I, I, I was like, what the fuck is he doing? What? How did he do that? And I walked up to him at, at an aisle. He was like a nerdy-looking guy, fucking tall, lanky, uh, glasses, you know. And I'm like, hey, where'd you get those? And he's like, oh, I got them off of the Healy's website. I'm like, really? They make them for adults? This is like over 10 years ago. And he's like, yeah, Healy's were invented for adults, but then the kids took over. And they started marketing th towards kids. But you could actually go to the website and you could get fucking adult Healy's. They're fucking amazing. If you could get over the whole um, embarrassment part that you're an adult on fucking wheels, <laughs> they're pretty fucking cool. And and this is coming from a fat man, okay? So fat people could ride Heelys too. They even have the double. They, they came out with a new one that has double wheels. I kind of want that one now. Um, you could just pop them off, pop the wheels off if, if you're walking because it's kind of uncomfortable to walk with them. Um, but I'll tell you what. Get yourself some Heelys. Go to Walmart or any any big store that that has a smooth floor. You don't want carpet. Carpet will fuck you up. Um, 
you need to make sure you're in a smooth surface like oh costco costco is a great one grab onto a cart and holy shit it's a game changer it's like um it almost feels like you're flying you just fucking jog a little bit get a little sprint in and then you just glide just fucking glide and then you steer it with this with the cart it's so fucking cool and then if if some emergency happens you got to stop you just put your feet down and you won't trip um and you could go really fast because if you're going really fast and then you put your feet down with no cart you're gonna eat shit i've ate shit like three times before so uh but yeah heelys are fucking awesome so if you get on one of those movie walkways on heelys you, you you're you're gonna be like yeah i should have had heelys a long time ago you know this is coming from a guy who has no kids and uh yeah I, I just turned 38 years old guys this is this is i know it's it's embarrassing but you know what i don't give a fuck fuck it i can move faster than you all right um well on heelys um but yeah guys enjoy this episode <laughs> This is a fun one. Uh, on the way to the lake, I went to the lake this weekend. I passed by this casino that my buddy Sean mentions. I believe the name of it now is called Hoover Dam Lodge Casino. It's a couple stories high. Uh, well, more than a couple. It's like, I don't know, um, 10, over 10 stories high. It's not that high, but it's it stands out pretty much on the side of the road on your way to the Hoover Dam and it's on the side of the mountain with a helicopter hangar and they give helicopter tours grand canyon all that kind of stuff well uh my buddy sean was talking about this casino i'm pretty sure that's the one and because it's changed names quite a bit and he told some crazy stories all right so pay attention because he gets into some even like i said paranormal activity shit and some crazy shit that happened uh, while he was working there. So, guys, enjoy this ride. Enjoy this fun episode. I hope to do another episode with my buddy Sean again in the near future. And we are out. All right. Here we have on the podcast my brother, Sean Osterhout. Sean hello, hello. Oh, Thanks for the invite, Freddie. Hey, hell yeah. That's what's up. You know, a lot of people, they say, uh, they tell, they, they say the whole thing's for the invite. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they, they'll do it on the podcast, but they, they don't say thanks for the invite. They'll say, hey, Freddie, thank you for the invite. <laughs> 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 or, hey, thanks for inviting me. I'm like, no, it's thanks for the invite, bro. <laughs> So thank you for getting it right. I appreciate it. Uh, my pleasure for having me on, man. My first, <laughs> my first interview, my first podcast. So. What? Am I popping that cherry? Right. Damn. You know, I popped a lot of cherries on this podcast. A lot, <laughs> a lot of uh, a lot of people that have never done a podcast. Sounds weird, but my my cousin, I just popped her cherry yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that sounds gross. Honestly, but, I've um, only been listening to a podcast for like three years. I didn't even know what a podcast was three years ago. How did you first listen to a podcast? I was driving Uber, and I was complaining to somebody, but, you know, they only play the same 12 songs on the radio, and someone's like, hey, you should check out the Joe Rogan podcast. 
I was like, really? I love news radio. I love Fear Factor, Joe Rogan. Hell mm-hmm. yeah. Joey Diaz was the first guest, and I was hooked. The first guest you heard on the Rogan? Yeah, just that week, Joey was on. So I just like, oh, Joey yeah. Diaz, let's, let's hear this one. Found that is love. so cool. That is so cool. That's pretty cool. So then, obviously, you start listening to Joey's podcast. Yeah, and then and uh, that- most of the people I listen to are guests of uh, Rogan's. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's Theo. That's that's that network, right? That mm-hmm. network, that Rogan effect. It's so cool. Yeah, um, that's how I met you for the uh, listeners. <clears throat> Sean, Sean, and I met through the Facebook group. I always talk about the, the secret Facebook group, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the secret gate, uh, Facebook group. Um, uh, the Church of What's Happening Now. Shout and, out, um, church members. You know who you yeah. are. Shout out to uh, the creator, Scott um, Cunningham. Yeah, Scott Cunningham, and and uh, on this episode, he's on the he left the voicemail, quick little voicemail. So, so nice. he's on this episode as well. So that's pretty cool. And and he's he's such a awesome person. Scott is an amazing person. Never met him face to face, but um, everybody loves him. He's just a good dude. He's doing great things for his family. So shout out to Scott and and the rest of the church group. You know, uh, BM I've had on the podcast. Uh, stand-up uh, not, guy. Yeah, not too long ago. I remember uh, you met him in New York, and you hit me up about him, and he, he, he did as well. And it was so cool to have two friends meet up. And it's so it's so crazy how through a podcast we listen to, I would have never imagined growing up, like, oh, I'm going to have friends that listen to the same show I listen to. It's so crazy, right? Isn't that, right. like, nuts? And no one ever imagined this. A social network when we were growing up, right? And you know, remember the American meet to find little uh, groups and stuff to talk to. Oh yeah, I remember that. I used to go in there and, and torture people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would I would go in there and fuck with people a lot. But like before, I knew what trolling was. You know, right. just fucking cussing people out. And I do you remember getting the microphone? I never had the microphone or the him. scanner. Chicks that always ask for a picture. I'm like, oh, I don't have a scanner. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? What they what they would ask? Um, what's your age and what was that? Uh, age, sex, and location, buddy. Yeah, you had to go, you'd have to go to like certain cities to find people in your uh, area. I got catfish, bro. 1980, 1998. I got catfish, bro. Back in '98. Yeah, Holy shit. yeah. I, I met her. Luckily, I met her at my friend's house. Oh my gosh, crazy, bro! Before we knew what catfishing was. <laughs> yeah, she said she was like five two, blonde hair, one hundred and ten mm-hmm. pounds. She's about five ten, red hair, two something. Really? Hey, we had a good time, you know. <laughs> Honestly, I, I got a hand job in the back seat. I had to use a sock to clean up with. That's what I remember about that day. In the back seat? <laughs> that means somebody was in the front? No, we, me and her were in the back seat. Oh, okay. I'm like, oh, shit. Got the you little HJ. And I did, did didn't have a napkin or nothing, <laughs> so I just went home. with. I come back to my buddy's house with one sock on. <laughs> <laughs> you took off your own sock. Holy shit. That's hilarious. Mm. So she 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 gave you an HJ. Yeah. 
Did you did you take her for ice cream? Oh, I don't remember. It's been a long time. We never. So, no second date the, though. No second date. No second date. So so you met her through um, American Online uh, through a chat room, Springfield, Missouri's chat room. Yeah, shout out Springfield. That's where I grew up. <laughs> and then, and how was it? I forgot. Like you could meet in a chat room. And then you could do a direct message. Or no, it was public. Worked. You know, I think you could do direct, but it was like a like a public screen, and just whoever was typing, the most recent would to go on top. Oh, so everybody could see your business, unless you went yeah, like messenger to messenger. My mom, my mom when, still has AOL, bro. It's crazy. <laughs> that's still it's still around. Yeah, it's still around. I didn't know they still were around as a company. Mm-hmm. Like, oh wow. That's insane. So, like, is there ch- is there chat room still around? I couldn't tell you, man. I guess because I remember AOL was the shit, but then Yahoo Messenger stepped it up, man. All right. I still rock that they, Yahoo they, email. I have one too. <laughs> I just I just haven't used it, but I I have one. I use it for like my backup emails. Right. Like when I lose an email, it goes there. But um, I remember Yahoo Messenger stepped it up with um the microphone man and i remember it was a microphone that you would have to hold down to talk like a walk talking oh wow and people would like people would go in there and just hold it down and play music and annoy the fuck out of everybody <laughs> it was just insane man but um that's a cool little story you got catfished by right got an at least you got an ha right hey you when know? you're 19 you know that's that's just as good i mean it's the same end result right shit yeah. Did you tell anybody about it? Oh, of course. I had to tell the buddies the when time. I come back with, you know, one sock on. Like, hey, where's your sock <laughs> at, bro? I didn't take the other one off, but. Did she want, to, did she want more and you just said no? Just yeah, I was it. good. I was good. <laughs> did you, so, so did, did she want more and she, you're like, no, no, we're just going to stick to the HJ. Yeah, I pulled that. I don't have a condom <laughs> line, you know. Ah, smart man. Smart man. Cool. No, oh, that's cool, man. Right on. There's probably some never girl out there to listening to like that, that asshole's talking about me. <laughs> yeah, maybe. You never know. You never know who listens to thanks for the invite. Um that'd be a crazy per- that'd be crazy to get her on here with you oh, on wow. another episode. Right. And she'll be like, you know, what what you know, why didn't you ever return my <laughs> Did you just ghost her? Just stop. Yeah, I just stop, stop yeah. replying. You know. Wow. Did you ever meet up with anybody else again after that, or you got kind of um, jaded? Mm, I don't think I did. No. I you actually, the... I had met a girl on there one time, and I found out that my friend was friends with her friend, and they like all knew mm. each other and stuff. So, but other than that, no. Wow. Crazy, right? How, how so much crazy. technology has came in 20 years, right? Yeah, yeah. I remember meeting friends on YouTube on the comment section. Um, back then, you, you were able to inbox each other and like kind of like, um, kind of like, uh, before Facebook, uh, was Facebook. I mean, we had MySpace already, but if you wanted to troll somebody, you could actually send them videos, you could actually. Do you remember YouTube? You were able to reply a video with a video. 
Ah, uh, no, I think I got on YouTube 2006 or seven. I'm not sure when it came out, but I, I might have been a little late. It was around that time. Oh, okay. I was like, it was around, no, it was around. I asked my neighbor, I'm like, hey, dude, have you seen this YouTube thing? He looked at me like I was fucking crazy. You know, he's like, yeah, everybody knows about that. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how it, it's very bizarre, but that's that YouTube is what led me into getting into comedy because I eventually started making my own like skits. Uh, like little sketch, uh, sketch videos, mm -hmm. and eventually people were like, my friends were like, "Hey man, you should try comedy." And I, you know, hit up a couple open mics one day, and never stopped since. And speaking of open mics, you um start was it last year when you when you did your first open mic? Uh, my first open mic was uh, 2017 at Boomers. Ah, boomers were still around. And I ate a big bag of them, and I didn't get up on stage Ooh. again for a year. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was just. I, did it? Did it? Did it hit you hard? And you're like, ah, fuck. Yeah, you know, I, I thought it'd be easy and stuff, but when you're looking at 20 people and no one's laughing, and you got four minutes left, you know. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, it's it's rough, man. It's rough. Uh that it's crazy you, you bond on your first one usually people are nicer than that if you tell them it's your first time right i mean i got a couple laughs yeah even the even the mc is like hey man you got a couple laughs some guys have been up here for years and haven't got one <laughs> <laughs> so that's true man there's some some people in the comedy scene that uh uh you know i don't want to mention names and hurt people's feelings right. but we we know we know certain people in the scene that there's a type of delusion, mm -hmm. kind of like the Kina comedy type of. Did you see that movie with De Niro? No, I have. Kina comedy. No, I'll have to check that oh, one it's out. A, it's a great, great movie about standup. Uh, of uh, kind of like a Tonight Show, and this guy, mm -hmm. this character that De Niro plays, is obsessed with comedy, and he wants to be like Jerry Lewis, and he he thinks he's hilarious. And kind of, you've seen the movie The Joker? Yeah, yeah. So they, a lot of people say The Joker is like a remake of that. Even De Niro's in it, playing what Jerry Lewis played in the King of Comedy. You could probably find it on YouTube and watch it for free. But, yeah, I'll um, definitely have to check it out. The The reason I mentioned the delusion part is because Felipe Sparza, do you know Felipe Sparza? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he uh, When he was on my podcast a while back, he said that comedians need to have a delusion a type of delusion because you really kind of got to be delusional to be successful it's almost like you got to believe in yourself enough right mm -hmm. but there's a type of delusion kind of like the keen of comedy where it's like a little bit uh, obsessive but mm -hmm. like you could go up i've seen people that go up constantly go up and they're just terrible but they don't quit they just don't quit right. you know and it's because they love in in their heads they think it's great what they're doing and you know i'm not trying to downplay that i'm glad that they're doing what they're doing but you see it in their eyes like i wish like i get jealous of them because i'm like fuck i wish i had that kind of confidence you know right i really the wish same I... jokes every week <laughs> yeah like or just bombing they don't give a shit if they bomb and and maybe in their head they don't know they're bombing they don't think and it's like fuck i wish i i, I could have that confidence or that type of delusion or whatever because it hurts so much when you bump <laughs> yeah it hurts man that's a long drive home oh fuck i record all my sets and i force myself to listen to the 
Especially I've never listened to one of them. I have them all recorded, but I, I just hate my voice here. You know, how you, everybody hates hearing their voice. I just. Uh, not, be surprised how many people love to hear themselves talk. <laughs> like a recorded voice, though? I, oh, I can't stand it. No, I know what you mean. Um, but yeah, in, in comedy, you really got to do it, especially the bombs, because when I listen to the ones I do well, like they make me feel good. And I like, you know, if if I'm having a drink, I'm like, fuck yeah, it's like cheers to myself, you know. But mm-hmm. those bombs are like the ones that they're they're painful, but mm-hmm. they're the ones that really help you. And because then you start tweaking your shit, right? Yeah, but um, but so you did it again, and you went up again. Where where was it? Was it um uh, rebar? On Gilligan's, right? Oh uh, yeah, rebar. Yeah, that's a, that, that was that's a nice, a nice, that's a nice spot, room. Man. Other than being yeah. outside in a loading dock on Main Street, yeah, that's great. Man. <laughs> yeah, I know it's 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 a cool antique bar in Vegas, yeah. kind of like um, what would that be? Midtown, it's like between downtown. Uh, and that's Strip, the art right? district. The art the district. Art. That's right. <laughs> Got to church it up. Yeah, it's art district. So, then I've so been there when it's 105 degrees outside. I've been out there when it's like 40 degrees outside. Yeah, that would be a good spot once they open up, start opening up to like to have comedy because it's outside kind of. Mm-hmm. I, I like that that bar because it's an antique bar and, and anything they have there, you could buy off the wall. Like if you see a picture frame or a lamp. Yeah, it, yeah. It ha- everything has a price tag. I bought a clock from like that my dad had when he was in the Navy. Like I remember seeing it around the house when I was a kid. And I saw the same exact one in there, man. I couldn't oh, believe cool. it. Yeah, they got some cool stuff in there, though. Yeah, yeah, for sure, dude. For sure. Now, when you went to New York, uh, you also met our buddy, BM. Yeah, Brett. Um, uh, I was in Albany, and I took a Greyhound. My wife thought I was crazy. She's like, you're going to take a Greyhound? three hours to New York City to meet some guy you're friends with through a secret <laughs> podcast group. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's but a he secret really, society, wife. Yeah, right. He sh- he really showed me a good time. Uh, he picked me up uh, Port Authority. I mean, I got off at the Greyhound Station at Port Authority. So right down in Manhattan. Oh, uh, wow. Okay. Hey, this dude's not even, he's going through the boroughs, not even using GPS. <laughs> Oh no! Yeah, he, so, uh, he, he, he grew up me, out there. He knows everything about. Yeah, he took me to the best pizza place in the world. Shout out Amours in Flushing, Queens. Literally the best pizza in the world, man. Wow! Wow! Just, even though I burned the top of my mouth <laughs> on that. Oh, first you bite, did that? <laughs> oh. <laughs> but yeah, man. If you're ever in Flushing, Queens, or anywhere in New York City, man, Amour is the spot to go. So and, you, so he picked you up in, in, like in, in a vehicle or yeah, yeah. hopped on a subway? Nah, oh, wow, nice. Yeah, it was weird because I'm like just walking down whatever street it is in Manhattan. And he's like, turn around. It's like the Matrix or something. You know, he's like, turn around. Yeah. I turned around. Boom, there he is. But yeah, yeah he took me to a couple of pizza places. And uh, we went and saw Norm, uh, Mark Norman. Oh, hell yeah. Nice. Yeah, so this is like uh, right before the shutdown. I mean, weeks like yeah it's when you saw people wearing masks and you thought they had it you know what i mean that's yeah <laughs> so, so this I... was like what february march Mar- uh late february early march it might oh, have wow. been 
Might have been. Yeah, it was before have... Joey's. Before Joey's show in Vegas. Joey's was the 29th. I think it was right after. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and then yeah. Uh, you know he picked me up. We had a great time, and you know I knew he had to get back to this old lady and stuff, and so. I started getting drunk at a bar thinking these bars are open all night. Cause I have like, I can't get on the Greyhound until like seven 30 in the morning. It's like, you know, Oh, you're going to pull an all nighter. Yeah. But then the bar closed. Oh, so now I'm drunk in Manhattan. We're nowhere to go. So <laughs> I spent the next seven hours in the Greyhound station. Oh, shit. getting chased. There no other bars. <laughs> no, nah, there wasn't nothing, man. Oh, shit. everything was by what? The security guards. They thought I was homeless because <laughs> I'm sleeping oh. in the I'm sleeping in the terminal. You know, it was it was worth you, it though. It, it was great. Yeah, you weren't able to hit up like a liquor store and just get a little bottle or anything. I was I was I was good to go, man. I, Dude, the first I brought some supplies with me from Nevada, and we had a couple beers. Oh, okay, okay. So yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was a good time, man. Thanks, Brett. If you're listening, man. I really appreciate it. Hell come yeah, out to Vegas. Man. I got you. He's gonna, we, we're going to do another episode with an update. We did that um, episode with um, where he talked about it yeah, was when my, everything was breaking out. You know, yeah, because he works in the, the cemetery. Yeah, yeah. So he gave a lot of insight on that. And it's pretty crazy. But, um, yeah, definitely want to – it's really cool being able to do podcasts like this. Um, through, like, this app is cool. It's not that reliable because sometimes – it disconnects mm-hmm. and sometimes there's delay and all that, but it's better than nothing, you know? So that's, that's a nice thing. I haven't done a face-to-face podcast in shit. I don't know. Maybe, maybe January actually, or February. Not, I don't remember. Huh? I can't recall. Everything's been remote, you know? Yeah. But, it doesn't um, seem like six months, does it? It's crazy. No, it doesn't. It does seem like it's past pretty fast you know uh but but dude i remember when i when i went to new york i was like i mean i was there the first the first gang fest that i went to 2018 i went by myself and uh i, w- I stayed in a hostel and there was no alcohol allowed in the hostel now <clears throat> i had a private hostel room mm-hmm. because i didn't want to like leave my shit with other strangers and stuff and so i'm like they upgrade i upgraded to a deluxe hostel and this one it was like a little it was like a little um uh i want to say four by ten no maybe five by ten room so like a jail a little cell. Time, yeah like a cell bro <laughs> and and here's the crazy part no ceiling what like the ceiling was it was like a giant warehouse room with a ceiling like 15 feet high but it was almost like if I was in a cubicle. So my walls were about 10 feet tall, but there was no ceiling. So I think that's why they kind of made it like down purpose so that you wouldn't sneak people in mm-hmm. because every, you could hear everything still. Ugh. You could hear people are talking. And so it's like trying to jerk off. I, I would have to wait <laughs> till the fucking, there was a train right next to the building. So I would wait when it would pass by, kind of like timed it. It was almost like every three minutes. <laughs> so Damn. I would go hard right there, you know, when it would pass by. But there was one night, bro, where um, one of my last nights where this drunk dude or a drunk chick, I don't know who was the one staying there. One of them snuck each other in and they were being so loud 
and you could hear the the poor people sharing the same room like shushing them mm-hmm. you know and i call them the poor people because they couldn't afford their own luck deluxe suite like me so <laughs> they're fucking poor but um the peasants but uh I, I i didn't say nothing at first but it got to the point where they were banging on the wall and they started banging in a quiet way kind of mm-hmm. and and uh the fucking um this russian lady the the the, the whole hostel manager came in and and told them to, um, you couldn't have any visitors, so that person was going to have to leave and this and that. They kicked out the guy or the girl. I still can't recall who the fuck was it, but an hour later, they snuck him in again. And at this point, I'm like, I, I'm trying to sleep at this, but I'm like, come on, it's three in the morning. Fucking, I I, I, I called like a secret, like if I was being... Um, like if I was a hostage by the cartel, bro, like I was whispering, <laughs> trying to make sure that they didn't hear me because I could hear. So I'm like, if I could mm-hmm. hear them whisper, they could hear me snitching. Right. So I fucking called the office manager and I'm like, hey, I'm in room so-and-so. Remember that room that snuck in that person? Well, they're back and they're making a lot of noise and I can't sleep and this and that. And I just totally snitched them out, bro. I have no shame in saying that. And they, the, the fucking Russian lady came in right away, kicked them out. Shut it down. <laughs> she shut it down. She shut it down. Now, the reason I asked you if, if you prepared yourself with some alcohol is because when I did the whole skink fest, I remember I went to a liquor store and I was sneaking it into skink fest because mm-hmm. I didn't have the free booze the first time around. I wasn't part of the like uh what do you call it i wasn't booked for it mm-hmm. i got to do some shows but when you're booked for it you could go into the green room you could get unlimited booze so i was just going to the liquor store and just sneaking in shit that's how i was doing it. right so i was wondering if you had supplies to go at the at the fucking greyhound but damn bro i guess new york does close down they say it's a city that never sleeps what are they saying uh um Takes a lot of fucking weed naps, right? <laughs> yeah, but hey, man, if you were good because you had supplies, then you know. Yeah, you know. Good to go. I'm not a big drinker myself, anyways. I'm a two can man, you know. But I'm a more of a smoker. Yeah, I I can't smoke because of my work, my day job, and everything. Ah, oh, that sucks. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I wish I wish I could switch it up and do that instead because. Uh, you know, the booze, that just, it's killing you. It, all, all of this is really killing you, killing your body, killing your liver, you know? Yeah, I just struggle the next day if I drink. Yeah? Yeah, I just don't like a hangover. Ugh, it's the worst. That is the, the worst. The older I get, the less to... I drink, too. Well, the hangovers get worse. Right. I've been getting the kind of hangovers where they last like a, a whole day and a half. Oof, that's the worst. Yeah, so they're they're getting they're getting worse. So I'm like, yeah, I think that's enough of the booze, you know. Need to cut off on that shit, but but it's it's fun, it's fun. Mark Norman is somebody that drinks a lot. You ever listen to his podcast? I haven't, I haven't, but uh, I like watching his clips and stuff. Like he's so funny because he's just like saying the obvious. Is he funny? But he makes it so funny. Yeah, yeah, he's a- and he has this unique voice. It's so funny. Um, you should check out his podcast. That's one of my favorite podcasts, Tuesdays with Stories with Mark Norman and Joe List. 
and it's so cool to see two two like comedy best friends mm-hmm. just chatting. All they do is tell stories. They don't have any guests on the podcast. And Joe Liss used to be a hardcore alcoholic, so it's it's pretty cool to see two friends remain friends. And and uh, you know Joe Joe Liss has been sober for years. Sometimes when people become sober, they have to disconnect from any kind of association with alcohol. Right. Yeah. I've had that happen because otherwise, friends. yeah, you've had that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, where, where, what, like friends cut you off? Oh, because... yeah, like, oh, dude, I don't smoke weed no more. I can't hang out with you. I'm like, dude, I, that's more weed yeah. for me, bro. Like, <laughs> that's fucking <laughs> phenomenal, you know? Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, 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 man. But so, like, in, in Vegas, it's all around us, right? right? And being, you know, being in, sh- in show business, you know. I run home, shower, change the regular clothes, go do an open mic, go do a show. It's all around us. Yeah. So what I try to do, um, I don't need to drink. Like if, if, like, I don't need to drink. Like I could go out and do comedy shows and I have one sip of alcohol. But when the weekend comes, it's like, oh, it's time to party. Especially if my wife's driving. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, fuck it. Because if I drink, if I have one sip of alcohol, I'm like, I'm not, I can't, I can't drink. I just can't. I can't, I can't do it. Mentally, I feel like uh, I've had friends that have passed from uh, drinking and driving. Oh yeah, I never drink and drive. Yeah, I just can't do it, man. So I got a. I do the. I got a. Oh, go I got a break. December seventeenth, nineteen ninety nine. My best friend's twenty first birthday. I get pulled mm. over two blocks away from my house. You could literally see my front porch light. And the cop, mm. the cop went to high school with them. Whoa. He's like Osterhout. What are you doing behind a steering wheel? I'm like, oh. I'm like, why is it every time I get pulled over, it's you? <laughs> but uh, he, he's like, I t- tell you what, you make me a promise to never drink and drive again. I'll let you walk home. So this is December in Missouri. There's like a foot of snow on the ground. And yeah, yeah. ironically, they took my buddy to jail for a jaywalking ticket. I'll never forget. They go, Mr. Kelly, can you get Dead out of the night? car? Yeah, he he, oh. he didn't go to court for a jaywalking ticket. So he turns around, they handcuff him. He goes, "It's my birthday." He goes, "Congratulations, we're oh. going to jail on your birthday." <laughs> He's like, oh, "You're shit. letting him off with a DUI, and you're taking me to jail <laughs> for a jaywalking?" I'm like, "Shut up, we'll get you out, man." <laughs> yeah, DUI would be worse, right? Like, come on, man, we'll get you out. Just shut up. Don't remind him. Exactly, and his shit was already documented. Yeah, it's like if they run your name. Up, they gotta to. take you. You know. Yeah, yours. It's like he could look the other way. Not, yeah. Damn, that's crazy, bro. So, so that that kind of like opened your eyes and never did it. Yeah, and I went. I I probably honestly since then, I remember one Super Bowl I had to drive home, and I was fucking damn near yeah. crying the whole way home because I was just thinking about that night. But yeah, like I I just don't. If I have more than one beer, I won't drive. Yeah, yeah. And if you like, it, what is it? A beer, an hour, right? Yeah, that's that's what that's that's the scale I use. A beer, an hour, and like um, a glass of water. In Canada, it's even it's even less. It's like point six, point oh six, or whatever. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Us, it's point eight, right? Point oh eight. Yeah. I spent a lot of time with my previous job in Canada and stuff. They like to drink up there, that's for sure. 
You lived in Canada? No, I mean, I've probably been there, I think, like 26 times. Mostly Alberta or Ontario. I used to to train, like, table games dealers, new games. Mm -hmm. So I traveled for, like, six years doing that. They have casinos in Canada? Oh, yeah, yeah. What the fuck? I didn't know that. Yeah, they tip, like, a champ up there, too. Really? Yeah, they got a saying here in the American casinos. What's the difference between a canoe and a Canuck? Canoes tip. <laughs> <laughs> but for some reason up there, man, they tip they tip hard. Really? I dude, this blows my mind. I had no idea Canada had casinos. Yeah. Like is it kinda like us where if you're a native land, oh, it's a first it, it's First Nations up there. I got corrected very, very fast. Oh, you don't say native. No, you say First Nations. Uh, but yeah, most of them yeah. are. Yeah. Okay. But so that's that's how they have um, the casino uh, permits and uh, through First Nations. Okay. Yeah, but the government's into oh. it big time though. Like they'll they'll walk around and ask people how many drinks they've had, how much money they've lost, and shit. I couldn't believe it. Really? Yeah, gaming could they care have- less here, you know. The more you lose, the yeah. better. <laughs> yeah. Well, what are they going to do over there if you lose too much? They just stop you? Yeah, I guess, you know, make sure you're not drinking too much. Yeah, it's, That's it's nice. similar so but the same. Together. And the drinks aren't free up there either. You got to pay for them. Oh, they don't have the same. Do they have buffets up there in the casinos? Um, I don't know if I went to any buffets. They do call a chicken sandwich a chicken burger, which I always found disturbing. I'm like, what you, what's a chicken burger? <laughs> They're like, you never had a chicken burger? I'm like, what the fuck is a chicken burger? Yeah. It's a chicken sandwich. <laughs> yeah, or it's like chicken fried steak. Don't call it steak. Yeah. It's gross. But Canada's like, cool, um, man. Jimmy, I met some really cool people up there. Jimmy Schubert has this funny joke um, uh, about eating chicken with eggs. It's disgusting. It's, I forget how the joke goes, but you could look it up on YouTube, but it's hilarious because I've always felt disgusted by that. Just eating chicken with eggs. Uh, I did too, but there's a restaurant downtown Las Vegas called Flippin' Good. They, you told me about that place. I'm telling you, bro. I go there for my birthday every year. It's the best restaurant in town. What? They give you chicken and eggs? Yeah. The one I get is called the um, uh, Buffalo or shit the dirty bird it's uh mm. it's a it's a nice uh breaded chicken sandwich it ain't that frozen shit you get the story like you could tell they breaded yeah. it there and then they put bacon and eggs on it and when you bite that egg it just the yolk just gets enough just enough for that chicken patty man oh it's phenomenal oh shit i don't know if i could do it bro uh, i've done it not knowing but one time once uh, i found out i'm like i don't know it's like i can't eat a burger with milk I don't know. It's maybe yeah. It's just all in my head, dude. I just I, I don't know if I could do it, but I I mean I I want to. I think I've ate there before, but uh, you told me about it last time you went to the one and only show I've done this summer. <laughs> that was a good show, man. That was a good night, man. I look at that picture of me and me hugging Joey, man. I'm like, ah, it's like a different lifetime, you know. No mask, hugging some stranger, waiting in line. Oh, Joey show at Treasure. Yeah, yeah. Last year. The first time I met you was last year at Joey's Treasure Island. Yeah, and I was kicking myself for not me. I was so nervous. I, I got a bad problem. You bailed. Dude, I got a bad problem of meeting famous people and jinxing their career. 
And I'm, yeah. yeah, man. Oscar De La Like who? Uh, first and most importantly, or the most I affected is Oscar De La Hoya. So, oh, is that when he went crazy with the pantyhose? Pretty much. I met him, and it was between, it was right after the Felix Stern fight, but before the Bernard Hawkins fight, right? This is a good one. So, um, I've been dealing blackjack for a little bit, but I was just like a break in on craps. And so, I had a really yeah. bad toothache. I was supposed to get like a, my wisdom teeth taken out, but it was too infected. So, they just gave me some antibiotics and uh, some painkillers and sent me on my way. So I wake up, take a couple of pain pills, smoke a number, go into work, and I'm hurting, right? Like, I, I don't want to be there. I wish I would have called in. And so I, a couple breaks go by, smoke a little bit, take some more pills. Now my nose is like bright red and it's itching, right? So uh-huh. I, I call the dentist and she's like, You're, I think you just took too much, you know? She's like, you probably shouldn't have took that much. Yeah. So I go to a coworker and I'm like complaining about my tooth. She's like, here, take this. Um, I just take it. She's like, oh, I didn't mean now. I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, that's a Xanax bar. I'm like, I got six hours left in my shift. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> like this is going to this is gonna be good. So luckily. What does Xanax do to you? Oh, it's it's like being. Is really, it a downer? Yeah, it's like, like being really, really drunk. Oh, okay. So. I'm already stoned and got a couple lower, too many lower tabs in me, right? So I'm sitting at this this <laughs> yeah. table, right? I'll never forget these uh, like six or seven Mexican dudes walk up, right? And they're like, yeah. "When's the craps table open?" I'm like, "One o'clock." The pit boss goes, "If you guys want to play, Sean, I'll deal to you." I'm like, "Oh fuck me," because I'm a break in craps dealer, right? And usually it takes what is that green? I'm like brand new. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So usually on a craps table, there's three dealers, right? I'm the only person in the building that knows how to deal craps. And not that well. So they, like, put a board up where I can, like, do the job of two people, right? So uh, everybody buys in for $100. One guy buys in for 1000 right? And this is a mm-hmm. very small casino on the outskirts of town by the Hoover Dam, right? The Hacienda was his yeah. name. And so me and the casino manager were really cool. He knew I was fucked up. He probably didn't know the extent, you know. But he knew I was fucked up. He just was glad I was there. So uh, the, the Charlie, the casino manager, walks up. He leans into me. He's like, tighten up. I think that's De La Hoya. Right? So he knows Whoa. I'm the biggest De La Hoya fan in the world, right? Yeah, And so I think he's just fucking with me, right? Because I'm taller than everybody at the table. And Oscar De La Hoya is supposedly 5'10", right? Yeah. And so as a craps dealer, usually the stick guy, his main job is to look at, keep your eye on the dice at all time, right? The other guy books most of the bets. So I'm doing all of this work by myself, right? And so one of his yeah. buddies goes, hey, what'd your boss say? I said, I, I, so I'm not in a good mood, right? I'm, my tooth hurts. I don't want to be here. And I definitely don't want to be dealing dice. So I'm like, I don't know. He said something about Dale Hoya. He's like, oh, you like, you like boxing? I'm like, yeah, it's my favorite sport. He goes, who's your favorite fighter? I said, Oscar De La Hoya and Mike Tyson. Right? He's like, oh. yeah. So they start asking me 20 questions about Oscar De La Hoya, right? So now the, yeah. now the Xanax kicked in. I'm feeling good now. So I'm talking about 
how me and my ex-girlfriend got into it when he fought um, his first loss. Shit. The Puerto Rican cat. But his wife was wearing this mm. pink dress. I remember I was talking about this pink dress and his wife. I was like, you know, he was on that late night talk show singing like Ricky Martin. People say he's gay, you know. If if it is, if he is, it's a pretty good cover, right? Talking about his wife. So th- yeah. so this goes on for hours. Like, right? there's no other nobody give me a break, right? They literally have to call somebody <laughs> in, like, hurry up and get here. Sean's dying at this table, and they're just getting <laughs> clobbered. Point seven. They get a number seven out, seven out. So this goes on for an hour or so. So the dude walks up to the table. He goes, "Where's a good place to eat?" I said, there's a snack bar literally right there. He's like, what's good? I said, I'm going to get the Philly cheesesteak. And I, he, Freddie, he looked me straight in the eyes, put his arms like an X. He's like, do you know who the fuck I am? Do you think I want a Philly cheesesteak? And I look up. I'm like, oh, what's up, B-Hop? I'm like, I know that grill from anywhere. It's Bernard Hopkins, right? Because, oh. you know, Bernard Hopkins has the distinguished grill. <laughs> Yeah, he's yeah, like white yeah. boy. I will jump over this fucking table and kill you. Because <laughs> like, I just offended him, and I'm like, dude, yeah. I'm just trying to deal dice here. You asked me what to eat. I told you. I told you what I'm gonna get. What more do you want from me, right? I'm re- yeah. like at my wits end, and so now I'm definitely not thinking that that it's that Oscar De La Hoya is at the table because I know he's about to fight Hopkins in four months, right? Right. So I'm going on and on and on. Finally, somebody shows up. They lost all their money except 50 bucks. And he throws the last 50 in as a tip. I'm like, what the fuck? These guys just got clobbered, right? I'm like, you want change? Yeah. He's like, no, that's for you. I was like, and he put his hand out, right? So usually, yeah. you know, golden rule of, of table games. Don't ever shake hands with anybody, right? Well, the, the first rule is never say sorry unless they have a gun. Number two is never shake anybody's hand, right? But, you know, 50 is 50, right? So I ship. Why don't you shake someone's hand? Yeah, it's because you could be handing them chips. They could be handing you chips or money. Oh, this doesn't look gotcha. good, you know? So knuckles uh-huh. is pretty much the industry standard. Okay, okay. So I'm shaking his hand, right? And I'm just shaking it. It feels like a cast iron skillet. I'm talking about, I've never met anybody's hand that felt like that. Yeah. So I'm like touching it with my other hand. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I'm fucked up. I'm like, I'm so fucked up right You're now. doing the two hand? The I'm, like, two I'm hand shaking hand. it with one hand and I'm touching it with my index finger on my left hand. I'm like, what the fuck? Is this guy a robot? And I'm like, man, we're talking about boxing. You got hands like Roberto Duran. And I hear, like rocks? Um, right then, I immediately knew who it was. I was like, no fucking way. And I look up. He's like, you know who I am now? I'm like, holy shit. I'm like, you're the golden boy. Like, oh, my God. Whoa. He's like, man, that's some really nice stuff you said about me. I'm like, oh, I'm so embarrassed. Homeboy comes all Whoa. the way across the craps table, throws the, like, the little uh, divider thing to the side. He's like, you want a picture or something? <laughs> Bro. <laughs> the only thing that came out of my mouth and I, to this day I still don't know why I'm like can I have a hug <laughs> <laughs> I swear to god dude he gave me a big old hug and I looked down he looks down I cried on it literally cried on it he got my tears on his shoulder right 
He's like, don't worry yeah. about it. He's like, you know, not a lot of people know this, but I cry after every fight. He's like, it's just your emotions. I can tell you're a fan, you know, wonky wonk wonk. So since then, uh, he was undefeated when I met him. <laughs> <laughs> no controversy. Oh. But since then, like his career just plummeted. I met yeah. I met Triple G a couple of years ago. He was undefeated when I met him. Uh, since then, he has had uh, one loss and a tie. Like, I'm a so so at the table, it was Deloia and Hopkins. Was it? Hopkins was Hopkins they were was they were going to the the Hoover Dam together for some reason, and they were gonna fight. In six months, they're they're buddies. They're still buddies. Oh, I didn't day. know they're. I didn't know they were buddies. Yeah, because then either. Hopkins, Hopkins hit him with that gut shot, right? Fucked him up, bro. Yeah, yeah. that was that was yeah. like six months before they fought. Whoa. Yeah, jinxed him. That's crazy, bro. So that whole night, you didn't know it was him. Yeah, I just so bizarre. I just thought it was a table full of Hispanic people. You know, I'm just looking at the yeah. dice. I'm thinking like it's a cheating crew coming in. They're gonna switch the dice. I'm fucked up. I'm not thinking right. Right. <laughs> the last thing I'm thinking that Oscar De La Hoya is two inches shorter than me because he's listed as five yeah. ten and I'm five eight. Homeboy across the table is five six. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Damn, that's crazy, bro. Yeah. I've Holy been... shit. Well, now now you met Joey and then fucking. COVID happened. Right. So, yeah, you, you do fucking jinx it. I met Joey. Now he's leaving LA, going to Jersey. Watch out, Dean Del Rey. <laughs> Damn. No, man. It's that, that, that's, that's a pretty cool story, though, man. Yeah. You've been in the casino uh, business for how many years? Uh, since December 2002. So, you've been like in almost 18 years. Pretty much dealing, dealing uh, I, cards and yeah. I started crap. out in security, graveyard uh-huh. security. An eighty-year-old guy was uh, training me. He goes, "Listen, kid, if you think you're going to get laid around here, I'm a I'm a baby compared to the people that come in at this time at night." <laughs> but I caught a break as soon as I got into the casino. Um, the graveyard pit boss, he was best friends with the owner, and the mm-hmm. owner and him and another guy like broken together in the 50s and like he made his way from a dime craps dealer to the ceo of mandalay bay properties uh, mike ensign was my mentor's best friend you know his dad his son was john ensign the senator so oh, okay. like mike ensign is literally the american dream man when i heard his life story like i thought the you know the sky was the limit like anything was possible mm-hmm. if you can start off dealing 10 cent dice in reno and end up having you know g6s and all that stuff you know anything's mm-hmm. possible mm-hmm. in this town but their other friend that they they used to hang with he had just passed away and he was from springfield missouri my hometown right so he took me under his wing he's like hey kid you know they got a freeze on raises he's like the only chance you have is to get into dealing and so he would teach me on graveyard like i'd be in my security uniform with a deck of cards on a dead table like practicing he would be upstairs in surveillance, like over the radio, like, oh, use your left hand. Don't do that. Stand up straight. You know, do that. And so that's, oh, wow. yeah, I didn't go to school. So then I picked up blackjack and then craps roulette. And uh, wow. so, yeah, I worked away from security to dealer to floor person. I end up being the backup uh, casino manager 
or the, like the shift manager. Yeah, yeah. And then the recession hit. I got called in the office, and the the casino manager at the time goes, "Listen, Sean, you know we got to we got to cut ten percent of the force the workforce." He goes, "I got to fire you or my son." I go, "Well, your son's worked here six months, and I've worked here six years. It should be a pretty easy choice." He goes, "I don't have to go home to your mother though." <laughs> I go, "That's nepotism." He goes, "Ah, oh, you can call it what you want." Yeah, yeah. So I was about to like, you know, clear the desk off and raise a fucking fuss. But he was like, We have a severance package for you. And right then I changed my tune because I knew as soon as he said severance package, I was going to get unemployment, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm like, You got that check? Yeah. He's like, Come get it Monday. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, the recession hit me kind of hard. But, uh, yeah. Bounce back, you know? I started, what was that? 08? Yeah, it was 08. Uh, mm-hmm. September 08. Yeah. So I, I remember, um, you know, everybody's seen Casino. Mm-hmm. You see how uh, there's the surveillance to catch people cheating. Um, as security, could you have taken that path eventually? I know there was a, a, a raise freeze, but um, could you have taken that uh, path to doing the surveillance type of deal or do they prefer people that were dealers to be surveillance Bro, at that casino they didn't even have a surveillance employee they just had, oh, they had 36 vhs's <laughs> that i changed that i changed once a day i mean you could go oh, in wow. there and zoom in and stuff but maybe the six years mm-hmm. i worked there they might have had surveillance there six months oh so, yeah because i i've walked on the catwalks of uh valleys oh. and i've seen i've seen the like there's a catwalk. Yeah. I don't know how it is in every casino, but where back in the day, you know, there would there would be people above a, 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 a glass oval, like a kind of like a what is it like a like a globe? Yeah, yeah, that's how the Golden shape. Gate is. Yeah, yeah. I used exactly. to work at the D, and they would send me down there when someone would call in, and I'm like looking up, like, is that where the people used to sit up there with binoculars? And they're like, yep, mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Yeah, I've been up in, at Bally's and I've seen it. And I'm like, oh, this is real. This shit is real. Like, it, you might some people, and then some of them have cameras in, mm-hmm. in it. But yeah, there there was people that would lean over, and it's designed for you to lean over and and lay a, and just stick your head out and look over that. But um, so being in the in the casino, you know, being a shift manager, I've always thought it was a very hectic job. You know, just anything in a casino because you get a the alcohol, the booze, the alcohol. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, the booze and alcohol. The, the booze and the drugs. Mm-hmm. You know, people come in all fucking coked up. Yeah. And thinking they're the king of the world. And and some people are fucking assholes. They'll treat employees like shit. Oh, yeah. I had a guy one time yeah. write a, a letter to the cage saying he wanted to borrow a million dollars. What the fuck? Yeah. So I'm like, you know, I call Metro. Like, I think the guy's trying to. I, I'm like, hey, uh, I need to work on that million real quick. Let me buy you something to eat. So I buy like a burger and fries. Metro comes yeah. and they're like, I think he might be a mental case. I'm like, do you think? <laughs> like, he might be a what? A mental case. I'm like, no oh. shit. He has a note. And he's asking for a million dollars. But they couldn't do anything because he didn't demand it. He was just asking for a million dollars. Oh, that's why you called Metro. I thought he was asking like uh, like a like a loan. No, he's, I thought he was no. trying to rob the joint. I was 15 minutes away from oh. going home. You know? 
oh shit <laughs> so that's smart though man you just hey let me buy you a burger real quick hold on yeah we'll take care <laughs> i'm telling you, one of these days i'm gonna write a book about all the stuff that happened at that first casino my first six years when i was a food server um and uh i i used to work i grew up in reno mm-hmm. and uh, at silver legacy i was a food server this guy came in and he scared the hell out of me because he's like I, I was serving him his food and all that. And then he stopped me and he asked me, do you know that I am a God? And I'm like, what? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? You're a God? And at the time I was hardcore religious, like all Christian. And I'm thinking in my head, this guy has the devil inside of him. Like the way he was expressing himself. And then um, he, he ended up making some threats saying that um, a lot of the people at my restaurant were racist oh. and, and and as soon as he walked in they looked down at him because he was black and i'm like well i'm latino and my dad's a black cuban so i am not racist and like yes but everybody here deserves to die and when he said that oh. i freaked out and i called security and i told him i don't know this guy he, he's, he's saying he is a god or a god or he is god and and he's talking about everybody needs to die and they went over it bro the, the security manager, I don't know what you call him, chief security, whatever, he showed up with his suit, his gun, and everything. They they talked to him. They surrounded him. And the guy pulled out a wad of money, bro, a wad of fucking money, and just paid for his meal. They let him go. They escorted him out of the casino. And I'm like, this guy's going to come back and kill me. Because <laughs> like, I fucking... Uh, that's twice I exposed myself as a snitch on this episode. But right. I fucking... Yeah, I, work, I, don't, I don't give a fuck, bro. I will snitch you out, bitch. I worked yeah. with the lady that got murdered on the clock, bro. What the fuck? Yeah. What happened there? So this was... Yeah, I mean, I can. The guy's in a fucking prison for it. <laughs> I think we're pretty safe. But, um, yeah, it was... Uh, let's see. It would have been, like, June 2003. I was actually... Just got my first vacation. And my it was, the, it was actually the same day my little brother got married. So mm. um, this guy... They actually, the, um, what's the Peterson dude's name? Scott Peterson? Scott Peterson. Scott Peterson yeah. is, is trying to say that this dude murdered his wife because he was from the same area. So the dude, they have no idea where he was the two weeks before he ended up at the Hacienda, right? They don't know. He was, oh, wait, hold on a second. My bad. So you're telling me Scott Peterson was trying to blame this guy? Yeah, he did in court. Oh shit! I wish I could remember oh, the guy's name. Oh shit! Because he remembered, he knew that there was a killer, and he tried to put it on him. Because the guy oh, was wow. from that area. Okay. So okay. Uh, two weeks, they have no idea where this guy. He was like swim team captain, ballet Victorian. He was like a model student and stuff. He goes off, uh, off for two weeks. He ends up at the hacienda. He's sitting at the bar. My buddy Mike Burnett. He's like, "Hey man, you want to go to the room and smoke a joint?" He's like, yeah, I don't go to a room with guys, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so the guy goes to his room. He calls down the front desk for towels. Uh, I'll just say the porter brought the towels up three times. The third time he grabbed her, slit her throat, chopped her up, right? Puts her in a, a, a duffel bag. So he's taking her down the elevator. My buddy... The porter is like, hey, man, can I get those bags for you? He's trying to hustle him, right? Because that's how he makes money. He right. carries people's bags. They give him money. Freaks him out. 
the dude goes back up the elevator, walks down the stairway. Poor lady throws her body like at the little fishing pond in Boulder City, gets in his car, drives home. The FBI is waiting for him at his house. He rented the room in his own name and everything. Mm -hmm. So he spent probably 10, 15 years in a mental hospital. His parents had a little money. So they tried to play that crazy card. So they kept him in the mental hospital um, until he was found competent to stand trial. They fucking they got his ass. It's crazy. Wow. Man. So he just killed it for no reason. Just no reason at no all. No reason, just... man. Just God damn. Yeah, his parents were like they don't know what happened. He just left for two weeks and ended up there. What did they... so Scott Peterson was trying to put the blame on him? Yeah. He saw that there was some other guy. Yeah. That was crazy. Oh, I wish I had a computer around here. I'd... Google that, try to figure out the guys. I think it's something Monroe or something. Mm. But he was like a mob. Yeah, because Scott Peterson was from Modesto. Yeah, right? that's where that kid was from. Oh, shit. So, yeah, they wow. in the trial, they mentioned him, and that's that's Scott's defense. It was the guy that killed the porter in Boulder City. R.I.P., man. She was, a, she was, oh, you want to hear something crazy, right? So this is on the oh. second to top floor at that casino. So this this employee used to whistle while she worked, right? That was her thing. She always wore like country western shirts. Yeah. And a whistle. So since then, like new porters, because like, nobody that works there will clean the 17th floor, right? Or eight, 16th floor. They just won't, right? Because a friend was murdered there. Who would? But yeah. people that had no, never met her before, they always say they hear whistling on that floor. <clears throat> like yeah we keep hearing whistling and the other reporters are like what they're like yeah yeah well we hear whistling while we're working and they're like yeah that's yeah that was a former employee oh shit dude is this uh casino still open in boulder uh, it's renamed yeah it got bought out is it that one on the way over there that has like a hot helicopter landing? yeah yeah right before the hoover dam yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. And that's not the old, that's not the only ghost that ha- that place has. They have another one. Her name is Ann. I'll talk about her because I never met her. Her name's Annie, right? So when I was in security, I'm doing the firewalk, oh. right? So this one side of the hotel is closed down, and I hear like high st- like high heel shoes on a wooden floor. But the thing is, the floor's carpet there, right? I'm 23 oh. years old. I run full speed back to the pit, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I just heard, and like, oh, you met Annie. I'm like, she has a name, and they're like, yeah, like, dude. So fast forward three years later, I'm at the front desk trying to talk to the front desk chick, right, trying to get a little pussy, right. This dude's <laughs> like, hey, lover boy, can I talk to her? A customer, right? She's like, yeah, yeah what's up? She's like, he's like, I want a refund. She's like, why is that? He's like, well, my daughter won't go, won't go back in the hotel room because she saw a ghost. She's like, oh, I'm like, oh, you saw Annie? <laughs> <laughs> so she's like, she can't give him the refund fast enough. He's like, wait, no questions asked? You guys know about this? I'm like, dude, it's a ghost. Like, what are you going to do, man? Like, it's an old hotel. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, fair enough. Here you go. <laughs> yeah. I was like, ooh. He's like, the guys looked at me like, she has a name? You guys know her? I'm like, damn. Yeah. The- so you think that shit, that, that, like, that, do you ever question it or like, do you think it's legit like a ghost ghost or 
there's too, you... too many people have told me they saw a lady with like because the, the rumor is that she was going on like the helicopter ride and her hat fell off and she went to get it uh-huh. and got chopped off that's that's the urban myth around there. I don't know if it's true. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. she always wore high heeled shoes or she had high heeled shoes when she died. And that elevator and you heard something. The elevator used to not be carpet. It's a wooden floor hallway, but they put carpet over it. So uh, I know what I heard you, and I know what I saw. You know yeah. You know what you heard, yeah. 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 And what what did you see? Uh, I didn't see anything. I just heard the Oh okay. I just heard well, I like when I was walking, I can hear you know, the sound of high heels on a wooden floor makes a distinct sound. Definitely doesn't oh, sound, sound like me away. walking on carpet. You know what I mean? But there yeah, was other yeah. things, too. Like, I remember I was trying to sleep in the break room one time, and the payphone would ring one time every time I'd just about fall asleep. <laughs> it was just crazy. the payphone would start fucking ringing? One time. Like, just as soon as I slept. Just ring. once. Just once. Yeah. Can anybody see you where you were? No, I was, I was, the door was closed, everything. It was, yeah, man, it's crazy. Well, because I used to prank call a payphone across the street from my apartment when I was a kid. I wasn't prank calling the best. Oh, it was the best. It was especially before Star 69. Oh, remember the first day you found out about Star 69? They call you yeah. back? <laughs> yeah. Dude, I, I used to prank 911. How stupid I was! No way! Yeah. I never, I never, I was umper. Dude, oh, oh, yeah, okay. I thought we, I thought I lost you. No. Um, I, with like I live here in Boulder City, and they have like a crime report every week or every yeah. month, and there's like twenty four to twenty six nine one one hangups every month. I'm like, it has to be the same person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I forget you live in Boulder City. Oh, it's paradise, man. I wouldn't live anywhere else in the world. I I I've done shows out there at the. My buddy Manny Hine has a show at the back, backstop. Oh, I fucking hate that bar. Oh, really? Oh, it's. I just I've I've had some bad experiences in there, so I just don't go in there. <laughs> yeah, have you been there on a comedy night? I have not. I, I'd like because to go see uh, the, Garrett. Yeah, yeah, Garrett's great. I love Garrett Hall. Um, yeah, that's who I followed my first night at Boomers. Oh yeah, <laughs> follow that killer. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah he's no, great, he's, man. If he wasn't in the military, he'd be a touring comedian. Garrett's one of those guys that, uh, from the beginning, like there's some there's some people it takes a while to get better and stuff. Like me, it's taken me a long time, but Garrett's one of those guys. Like from the beginning, oh shit, this guy has something. You know, he's oh, yeah, funny, he's... funny dude. Yeah, and you know, he's dude. from Arkansas too, and not too far from where I grew up. Yeah, but he, oh, he's yeah. probably the funniest open micer in Vegas that I've seen. You should check out Manny's show. He has one on Mondays. I don't know if when's the next one, if things are shut down right now. But he has them on Monday nights at the backstop. Yeah, check I'll have to check. See, I'm not sure if the backstop's could, open yet. Yeah, I don't know either. But um, see if he yeah. could overcome the bad memories, but. It's right. a really, it's a really fun show because, I mean, Boulder City, you guys don't have any entertainment. I mean, not that, I, that not, not, yeah, not at all, not a lot at least. And I feel yeah. like um, the people that come out on a Monday night, it's like they're there for entertainment. They're there to have fun. It's always, a, I've never had a bad night as far as a bad set. It's always been really mm-hmm. fun. 
it's a lot of fun doing the show and stuff. But um, yeah. But uh, dude, so so did how? So ever since you moved to the Vegas area, you've always been in Boulder City. Um, no, most of it. I've lived in Henderson and Vegas. I've never lived uh, west of the Strip. I've always lived east of the Strip. Boulder City is have... growing a lot, right? No. No? It has a 3% cap growth. You can't grow okay, by so... more than 3% a year. Oh, they could do that. But it's I the largest city in Nevada. That. Yeah. It's the largest city because literally... Land-wise, like it's the largest. Yeah, land-wise. Okay, okay. So it's like... Is it because it's spread out pretty pretty far out, or I mean, it's mostly just empty desert, yeah. But like okay. all that that desert between here and like damn near Searchlight, that's all Boulder City. Oh, that's all Boulder City, really? Okay. So they can I mean, it's twelve thousand it for... people, but it's the largest city in Nevada. It, yeah, in Lam- dude, I did not know that. That's a fun fact. And there's no gambling in Boulder City either, even though we have a casino on each side. What the fuck? I did not know that. That's another yeah. fun fact. So, so no wonder backstop they don't have games on at the bar. I think. Right. Nope. Yeah, they don't. Oh. Because the city was built for the Hoover Dam workers. Uh huh. And they they didn't want them running to you know Vegas and gambling all their money away. Because you know when you worked on the dam, you got two days off a year. Sixteen hour days, you got two days off a year. That's 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 it. That's it, bro. Because I always heard that the, the workers would come to Vegas and get hookers and spend their money. Oh, fuck, if, I was, if I only had two days off, a year, you know, <laughs> in 16 hour days, I know where I'd spend that other eight. But yeah, it's also ran by Mormons too. So there's, you know, there's two Mormon churches in a town of 12,000 people. So they like to keep it nice and tight. That's the big problem uh, with Boulder is the Mormons. But yeah. if that's your big problem, it's not the worst problem to have. Right, exactly. I was just going to say, they're, they're really cool. <laughs> like, Mormons are, are super cool. Like I've never met met a Mormon I hated, you know. Right. And I met a lot of Christians that I can't stand. And I grew up as a Christian, you know. <laughs> like, yeah. I actually grew up Mormon. My mom's Mormon. My mom's side of the family is all Mormon. And I grew up in Missouri where oh. there's no Mormons. That's my nickname. That's what my like high school buddies call me. Hey Mormon. Uh, hey Mormon. <laughs> yeah. You call me. Hey Moroni. <laughs> yeah. Damn. That, yeah, but uh, I remember I went to a dance. I was like, I was kind of into it deep until I went to a dance, and they like walk around and put a book of Mormon between you and the girl. I'm like, yeah, I'm out. Ten yeah. percent <laughs> <laughs> of my check and what? No, I'm good. Yeah, dude. Well, a lot of people don't know that even Vegas was founded by Mormons. Yeah, yeah. Sin City was was founded by Mormons, and they're the ones that um, settled in and. You know, a lot. There's a lot of cities in in Nevada. Genoa, I think it's another one, up up by uh, Minden and Reno and Carson. Genoa mm-hmm. is a Mormon town, but um, yeah, I, I had no idea about Boulder City not having gambling. Yeah, there's a so, whole so neighborhood even... that's only Mormon people. Wow, that's wow. legal too. I'm going through a real estate class right now. I didn't even know that was legal, but it's actually legal. You could build a, a neighborhood and only rent, only sell it to people in your church. Really, I did not know that was legal. Call it Mormonville, yeah. Like it's a like a compound. No, it's like a neighbor. It's like a it's like four or five streets, huge houses. And they're all Mormon. They're all Mormons, yeah. Wow. Well, Mormons get down, dude. It's like the Mormons in Mexico. Have you have you ever seen any documentaries on that? No, they I have, know. They have guns. They have uh, 
they they fight the cartel. There's this really good documentary, uh, Vice. You can look it up on YouTube, and uh, they explore these Mormons in Mexico that uh, they're kind of like, they're even relatives to Romney, Mitt Romney. Oh shit! Um, because uh, Mitt, see, I I I don't know. You probably heard it. I, I'm I studied Mormonism quite a bit when I was a Christian because I wanted to convert Mormons. So I studied a lot of their history uh-huh. and the fundamentalist Mormons, when they outlawed uh, polygamy, mm-hmm. they said, well, fuck, fuck Utah. Then we're leaving. So they left. A lot of them left to Mexico. So there's a lot of white Mormons in Chihuahua wow. and different states, Sonora, like, border states to United States, you know? Yeah, like right before and, that, this Ronit kicked off, that bunch of them got killed in like crossfire with the cartels, right? Exactly. You don't yeah, hear about were, that anymore once the Ronit hit. But. Right. They were crossing a road that was uh, pirated. There, There's roads in Mexico that you cross, you pay a toll. And these poor Mormons, they didn't they didn't know. They were, I think they were visiting from outside, though, going into the compound. Because over there, it's actually a compound. Con, compound, did I say it right? Yeah, compound, compound. Um, and they don't fuck around, bro. They they have M16s, R, ARs, and and the cartel. They're always at constant war with the cartel, and, and the cartel has a lot of respect for them. But mm-hmm. the problem with this uh, uh, this poor family got killed and slaughtered is because they were not. They were out of their um, what do you call it? element, pretty much. They were right. in a pirate road, so they got fucked up, dude. But but yeah, man. Uh, as far as the casino, um, we'll wrap up pretty soon here. But as far as the casino work, that's some crazy stuff you've seen right there. What's what's one of the craziest like things you've seen being in the in the casino floor? I'm sure you have like. Uh, yeah, so the, uh, I'm glad you brought this one up. Um, the Super Bowl between the Eagles and the Patriots, the first one where, where Nab threw up on the final drive. You know, I don't know what year it was. That's that's all I remember, right? Mm-hmm. So um, there was this girl walking around with this pink skirt, pink hat, right? And she's strutting, bro. She's she's strutting. She knows everybody's watching, right? Yeah. So uh, me me and my friend, me and my buddy go on break, go to the bathroom, and he's he's at the urinal. I'm at the sink, and I'm washing my hands, and he's talking about it, right? Oh, you see that chick in the pink, blah blah blah. So I'm looking like the mirror. I can see like the people walking in the bathroom. Her husband walks in, and I'm, like, giving him the hand to the throat, like, hey, cut it out, cut it out, right? Yeah. So the guy's like, hey, you talking about the chick in the pink hat? He's like, yeah. <laughs> he's like, you want to fuck her? Oh. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, no. He's like, <laughs> he's like, he's like, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> My buddy, uh, Mike, Mike from that, man, I wish I could find this guy. But um, so we go back to the table, and I still can't believe it, right? Yeah. So we're dealing, we're dealing, and so the guy walks up and he got the key in his hand, right? And Mikey's uh-huh. like tapping the rail on the craft table, like put it right there. And so the guy puts it up. He's like, "Oh, she'll be up there when you go on break." He's like, "Okay, <laughs> bro." This oh, guy gets shit. tapped off the table. He grabs oh. that key and he runs to the elevator. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh so I'm like, no way! Like this really just happened. So, you know, we only get 18 minute breaks when you're a de- table games deal, right? Mm-hmm. 
18 to 20 minutes, depending on how much of an asshole you are. Every hour right. or so? Yeah, so you get tapped off at 18 after you come back at 38 after, right? Yeah. Some people will screw you out of that two minutes, come back, you know. But so he comes running out of the elevator. She walks up to her husband and kisses him. Like a long, intimate kiss, right? Oh. He looked at me. He goes, she blew me in the elevator on the way down. I think she just snowballed him. (laughs) Oh, shit. Whoa. So the next day, they have like a Super Bowl viewing party, right? And now she's dressed like a librarian. (laughs) Not making any eye contact with anybody. (laughs) Yeah, that was pretty wild, man. Yeah. So he banged her upstairs and on the way down. She blew him in the elevator. Like, luckily, no one hit the button to get in, right? Yeah. 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 It's good. Dude, what did she look good at all? Yeah, she was, she was cute, man. She was thick. Oh, really? I mean, she was wow. strutting. She was strutting around that casino knowing everybody was looking at her. You know what I mean? She knew. She, she knew. Yeah. Wow. But they must that, have just that's... been primed up because they definitely wasn't, you know, like they were the next day. I can't believe they were even at the same hotel because they weren't even yeah. at the same no, there's no shame. It's like they they shouldn't have any shame. That's their lifestyle. Fuck it. That's what yeah. they do. You know, <laughs> that was a fun job because, you know, this is like early 2000s before the recession. So that place was super busy in the summertime. You know, these people come down from Southern California with their pallet boats, you know, spend four hundred dollars on gas to fill it up. We don't care. Right. And was it was that Southern City? California, oh, Southern California, man. That so, oh, this casino was in Southern California. Oh, no, it was in it was in Boulder City, but everybody that would come to the lake was from Southern California. Oh yeah, right. The boat yeah. crowd, you know. And so mm-hmm. I would deal crafts with these guys all night, and they're like, "Hey, do you want to go on the boat with us in the morning?" Fuck yeah, I've never been on a hallet boat. You know, I thought a hallet was a fish, bro. I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I would work all night, party with them at the bar, get minimal sleep, go out on the boat all day. Then they'd get me back to work in time to take a shower in the security, uh, like the security room. Yeah. And then, uh, repeat, man. Start dealing craps again. Yeah, yeah. And then that, that's that, funny. that job was an envelope job. So that means you got your tips from the day before. Like every day you'd go in, you get an envelope from the day before. And oh, yeah. if you worked in the table games, you could play the slot machines on your break. <laughs> wow. So I was pretty much free labor for like the first three years, four years. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So you could play your uh, the slot machines. Yeah, I break? almost won, I almost won forty eight thousand. They had this. Uh, so that casino um, burned down in ninety nine, I think. It used to be uh-huh. called the Gold Strike. So when they rebuilt it, they had to put all the progressive jackpots back into slot machines, right? So uh-huh. they put like this forty-eight thousand one in a two nickel machine, so ten cents. Yeah. The, the, your chance at forty-eight thousand, right? So, on the advice of this guy, he's lived by. He's like, kid, just play that machine every chance you get, right? Like, yeah, ten cents a pop, it's worth it, right? So, a couple of years into it, um, man, I've probably spent thousands on this machine. And uh, one day we had a really bad day. We got nine dollars for eight hours. <laughs> Whoa! So 
I'm like, shit, do I go play my machine or do I buy a pack of cigarettes? You know, I'm like, I'm going to stop gambling. This must be a sign, right? So I go buy a pack of Newports. I go watch uh, this Maury Povich in the break room. And I was walking towards this machine before I went in the break room. And I said, ah, and this other customer was going to play it, right? I go, you know what, Edward, go ahead and play it. Edgar, fucking bastard, Edgar. I go, this thing's never going to hit. <laughs> I go smoke a cigarette. I come out. This guy's got his hands over his head. He goes, it only took three spins. <laughs> he won the $48,000. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, oh, wow. Dude, my, uh, my stomach was doing somersaults. Yeah. Yeah. It's And that, you know what? That's why I just, I don't even fuck with it. I don't gamble. Because yeah. it's. I, you know, I get that fear of missing out thing if mm-hmm. I do. And then next thing you know, I'm like, ah, I should have stayed. And, but, you know, it's, they, they, that's how they get you, man. They get you because they, you lose more than what you win unless you're just that lucky person that does it once and boom, you know? Yeah. The worst thing uh, you can I, do is play once and win. That's crazy that you were allowed to gamble at your job, though. Yeah. I, I doubt very many casinos still allow that. Um, when was it when George Bush versus Al, Al Gore the election? What what year was that? Two thousand was it? Yeah, I was still in Springfield. Yeah, so I was uh, I had just got a job at Circus Circus in Reno. It was like my dream job, bro. I was eighteen, and I was ready to make the big bucks. I always heard ballet drivers were the ones that would get the chicks, would fucking get the money, you know. You have the nice car. I was going to save up to get me a nice car. I'm like, fuck yeah. This is awesome. And I remember I was working graveyard now. I was going to work my way up to swing shift or, or day shift when you get the big bucks. Mm-hmm. Well, I was there for probably a couple weeks. And I remember seeing, that's why I remember the, the George Bush, Al Gore election. Because I was, I remember watching it when you get the results, watching it live on TV. And, and then a car would pull up and you run out. You run your thing, come back, just watch TV. It was it was a chill job, bro. Mm-hmm. I'm walking to the EDR on my for my break, and I see this machine with money in it, and I didn't gamble, but I saw the little light flashing, and I just hit cash out. I'm oh. like, oh, cool! I just got me a dollar, or I think it was one of those five dollars. Remember those coins that were inside of a plastic? Yeah, yeah. It was one of those, and I think it was a five dollar. It, like a gold looking coin bigger than like the dollars though right 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 though kind of you have to take yeah. to the cashier to cash it out right so i i'm like ah this is cool i just i just came up five bucks or something and i didn't think nothing of it i go to the edr i'm eating my food in the middle of eating my fucking uh shitty edr food security two security guys come up to me and they're like hey we're gonna need you to come with us and I look up, I'm like, what happened? Did I mess up somebody's car? You know, I'm 18, I didn't know any better. I'm like, I, I'm like, the way they were talking, they were talking to me like I, I was a criminal or something, like like cops, mm-hmm. you know? And they're like, I need you to come with me. And uh, so I followed them to their security office. Bro, they put me in this um, cell. And they, they didn't tell me anything. They still have not <laughs> told me anything. Bro, they put me in this fucking cell where they put the troublemakers, you know, every yeah. casino or every big casino, at least, would they have a little cell where they, when they arrest somebody and wait for the cops to come, you know? Mm-hmm. So they put me in there. Now the security chief of security comes in with a suit, whatever. And, wow. and they start asking me questions. 
um, how often do I get money from the machines? And I'm like, oh, this is about that? I'm like, this is the first time. No, it's the first time I was just on my way and I saw money. And they're like, you know, uh, that's actually uh, against our policy. And they were treating me like a criminal. If I just broke policy, right? It's a felony to cash out somebody. It's a felony to cash out somebody else's money. And if you like, yeah, now it is. I saw what happened when I worked at somewhere else. Now I'm learning this. They didn't even fucking tell me that. They just told me it was against their fucking policy at work and everything. Um, Wow, I didn't know it was a felony, dude. That's what I've heard. Yeah, I I worked at a club fortune. Someone got arrested for doing that. So if they wanted to, they could have actually called the cops on me. Yeah, I'm sure they're not going to do it over a dollar, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, needless to say, um, yeah, I ended up getting suspended. And then eventually I went back to talk to them. They had me sign papers. I got fired. I got fired. And I got 86. Yeah, dude. For a little coin. And I was devastated. I was like, man, I I can't believe this happened. I remember my buddy, uh, his dad... Uh, was an investigator at the casino and I asked him, please look at the surveillance. I was just walking and on my way over there, I uh, I just cashed it out. I was curious. I'm like, it's money, whatever. I didn't, I, I had never heard you were not allowed to do such thing. And and yeah, he, he, he said he looked at the surveillance and he saw me walking around looking for money around the machine. I'm like, bullshit. Now you're lying because I was just walking. But fuck, dude. That's why it surprised me when you said you were allowed to gamble, though, I guess. Right? Just, all we had to do was take our name tag off. That's, <laughs> that's it? And just have your uniform on? <laughs> yeah. That's crazy, um, dude. When I started uh, this one of the casinos downtown, fuck it, the D, right? My first yeah. day, I worked graveyard, so I clocked in at 3 a.m., right? Yeah. I'm walking to the time clock. I see the cops got this guy in handcuffs. And the guy goes, what am I going to tell my wife? Metro cop goes, tell your wife you got caught trying to buy some pussy. <laughs> this dude looks at me and goes, welcome to Fremont Street. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> hey, Fremont Street's wild, man. You know, man. Yeah. It's crazy. You get all kinds of pussy, dude. One day I was on break, and they had like eight eight prostitutes like all handcuffed together going in the paddy wagon. I go back to the table. All the regular hookers <laughs> were still at the bar. It was crazy. Wow, that you know, um, it's not like it's it's crazy how other cities they have their designated designated areas, and, mm-hmm. and pe- people think that it's legal in Clark County to that prostitution is illegal, and it's not. It's there's only two counties in the state that it's legal. Right, right? Douglas. I think it's Douglas County. Douglas County and. And the one outside, the one by Pahrump, right? Yeah, uh, that's Nye County. Yeah, so, yeah, but there's prostitution everywhere. They'll mm-hmm. be walking around and every, you know, I've heard a lot of comedians do this joke, but they say, you know, they're hookers because they're the ones that stare at you. When they stare mm-hmm. at you, you know, they're the hookers. Well, I used and to live with a guy that picked up hookers on Boulder Highway. And, you know, being from the Ozarks and stuff, I didn't know nothing about hook up, picking up hookers. So I, one day I asked him, I said, Bruce, how do you know if they're hookers? He goes, listen, kid, I just wait by the bus stop. And if the bus leaves and they're still there, they're <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he was so loyal to it. He used, he bought yeah. a new Camaro, right? This is like 2000, early 2000s. He bought like a, this, this is the 25th anniversary Camaro. So yeah. he couldn't pick up any girls. 
this guy went out and spent eight hundred dollars on an old Cavalier just to pick up hookers. Whoa, <laughs> they're the best though. I used to have a bit yeah. about this. Um, like they weren't always like the best looking ones. Like one night, I remember the best. Um, he came out. He's like, "Listen, I'm bringing her out, guys." He's like, "Don't turn the light on and don't open the fridge." <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! Yeah, man. he used yeah. to twenty dollars at a time, man, up and down Boulder Highway. I, I have this friend that retired in in funny, super funny, uh, older dude, old school dude too. You know, like you know, old school dudes in their sixties. Got that cooler that, in like, the van. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro. This this guy he reminds me of Sinbad. Yeah, um, he's retired Air Force. Just like Sinbad, Sinbad got kicked out of the Air Force, but he reminds me of Sinbad because he's funny like him, kind of looks like him, black older gentleman, and mm-hmm. he was retiring, and and then I was like, so what are you going to do when you retire? He's like, I'm going to sell my motherfucking house, and I'm going to buy me an RV, and I'm going to plant my ass at Samstown RV. Oh. I'm like, I'm like why? He like, because it's cheap, and I'm going to be fucking hookers. Ha 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 we live to this day that's what he does he just lives to just fuck hookers we lived right there on boulder and Harmon. it was behind what was the uh, nevada palace at the time which is east side cannery now but that's the same neighborhood yeah one time we were going to the denny's you know where that denny's is right across the street uh by the cannery there's yeah by the across the street from the cannery so we're going those apartments behind the cannery we get halfway there. He sees a hooker. He whistles at her. I'll be right back. Takes me home. I'll, I'll see you in a little bit, kid. <laughs> <laughs> Order a pizza. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he would take Viagra. I don't, man, he would be half blind. I don't know. Oh, I mean, I, I guess that Viagra messes up with your vision and stuff. But he'd be half blind trying to drive these girls home. Well, it's... It's it's crazy. Some some people don't even care about the looks, you know? Oh, he did not care about the looks. I'm telling you, there were some night fighters. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm telling you, these girls would be scratching on the door when his when he got paid. Every two weeks, knocking, really? scratch scratching the paint off the door. I go, Bruce, how do you do it? I go, usually guys go out and look for hookers. They don't call you. He goes, yeah, when, you yeah. fuck, when you fuck them on Viagra kid, they always call back. <laughs> <laughs> he used to say, "I don't pay. I don't pay for the sex. I pay for him to leave afterwards." <laughs> Dude, that uh, that that's crazy. Like the the whole, you know, you hear the Viagra commercials on different radio or podcasts now. Bluetooth, mm-hmm. you're always hearing. Yeah, that. all right. Um, I've been hearing. I I was hearing about it, and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna give me some Viagra. I got insurance. Fuck it. I want right. to get me some Viagra, and that shit's for any age. I don't care mm-hmm. what it could it, any. I think everybody should try it out. It's it's you become a superhero like the Man of Steel. It's uh, fucking seems crazy. like a lot of work though, man. Like no, it's <laughs> not. It's not. It's really not. Like roll a towel up. around it and stuff. Maybe dip it nice. Oh <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not even like that. There's only there's only a few people that like they get those boners that don't go down forever. Like it's. It's pretty crazy, though, that, that whole Viagra thing. You know, I got a lot of extra time on my hands now. My new thing is, you ever see the, the Facebook, the Roman wipes ads? 
I like tagging uh, people yeah. on it. And like, hey, does this really work? I know you're having your problems. <laughs> what is that? So what? I've seen those. What are those? I think it's like Viagra. You just wipe wipe it on the shaft and you get an erection. Really? So I just like tagging people from high school I haven't talked to in a That's while. Like, funny. hey, did, I, we were talking about your problem. Did this work? <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> My wife's like, you got entirely too much time on your hands. <laughs> Yeah, man, I hooked up. I hooked up um, some of my friends with it, and and at first they were all like sketchy about it, and then it's like um, they're like, "Oh my god, Freddie, you weren't lying. This is crazy." And they're all like, one of them's in their late thirties or late late twenties, so he's a young pup, you know. That's just crazy. It really, it, it really is a game changer. But um, you know, it's but- it's one of those things. Don't get too used to it. Right before I got married, I used to live with this old Italian guy, and uh, shit, hopefully when we get older, they got better technology. But he was at the point where the Viagra didn't work. He literally had to stick a syringe in his nutsack to get a hard on. Oh no! Yeah, this guy could have won Player Hater of the Century two centuries in a row. Man, he was something else. He was in his eighties, still trying to get pussy, still player hater. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. Never quitting, huh? Yeah. He says when you my get dad, it. dude. My yes. dad's in his seventies and he doesn't quit, dude. Yeah, he it's embarrassing. Not. You could go to a restaurant oh, and he'll start yeah. flirting with the fucking waitress, dude. Yeah. I remember uh, one time we took him. There's the hot rod grill. It used to be on Wigwam by the DNV. Yeah. And I had just slept with the the bartender. She was kind of like twenty years older than me too, but I finally nailed her. Even the next day we went back and I took the old man because I wanted to show it to her, you know. And he's like, hey, you want some hot wings? I'm like, I had hot wings yesterday. He's like, you ate pussy yesterday. You wouldn't eat it today? I'm like, oh, my God. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> Damn, dude. It's crazy. Um, the, the part about working in the casino industry, like, everybody bangs each other, right? Like, Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean... I've known a lot of people that met their wives, baby mamas. I mean, I met my first wife at the work. I always kid, yeah. my, kid, kid my son when we drive there. I think you were conceived in this parking spot right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I'm I'm so glad that I was a prude. I'm I'm lucky. I'm actually lucky. I I do envy um, my friends that have had adventures and all that. Or, you know, like, slept with many women. I do envy it because, you know, who wouldn't, right? Like, but at the same time, I'm like, oh, no, I'm super happy right. that I was approved because, you know, it's like I was at the right place at the right time. And I got lucky, dude. I got lucky with, uh, a, you know, this is going to sound really gay, but my wife, she's perfect. She's very, she's, she's supportive and everything. And she's hot. Mm-hmm. And it's like, damn, I got lucky because... I don't know what could have happened if I if I wasn't prude, if I wasn't shy, if I was outgoing, I would have probably never met her, and then I probably would have ended up with a fat chick or something that got pregnant, <laughs> had a bunch of kids. I don't know, you know. It's like right, be like a Mormon, uh, marry the first girl you have sex with. <laughs> yeah, well, I kind of I am. I, I, oh, I've no only shit. I've only been my my I've only been with one girl and a flashlight. That's it. That's yeah, I've, it. I've never even seen jobs. a flashlight. It's crazy. Oh, don't. <laughs> yeah, I've had some crazy stories. I remember when I first moved here, right? I moved here in September. 
and I was in security, yeah. right? So we, we'd get like these tour buses in and I'd have to like count the people that get off the bus. So we yeah. would get a lot of um, buses from Mexico. And so this one chick, she was like really checking me out, you know. Uh-huh. And um, so I went, and I could, you know, you, you could tell when a girl's giving you the look, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, I went up to the one of the porters. Her name was uh, Pearl. I said, hey, Pearl, go ask that girl if she wants to become an American citizen. Right? <laughs> Bold, right? So she comes yeah. up to her. She walks back. She goes, yeah, I can't believe this. I go, what? She said, yeah. You know, I'm not like 22, 23 years old, you know? She's like, yeah. no, she says she wants to talk to you upstairs in the movie theater. I was like, what? Oh, fuck yeah, right? In the so movie theater? I, yeah, because they had like a movie theater, like a little sitting area and stuff, right? Because I guess Pearl oh. told her, you know, go upstairs. So I oh, take okay. her to the, uh, you know, I'm a gentleman. I take her to the handicapped stall in the bathroom. So, <laughs> so now remember this. I don't speak Spanish very little. And she speaks very little in English. Yeah. Right. And so listen, I've been here a couple months, man. I thought the girls were just going to like fall over with their legs open when I got to town, you know, but I ain't seen a stitch, man. nothing dry streak. So, uh, you know, we're making out in the, the bathroom and everything. Only thing she said in English was tampon. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit. I'm getting calls on the radio. Sean, where are you? <laughs> where are you at, Sean? I need help down here. Yeah, Whoa. she almost she almost missed her bus, and we emailed each other for probably six months. Like my uh, the person I live with, my sister's best friend, she could speak and read Spanish, so like, yeah. I would I would have her email her, and she would translate, but it never really lost, worked out. Yeah, I lost touch with her eventually. <sighs> wow, that's crazy, dude. Yeah. So did you, did you bang her with the tampon? Like no, nah, no, nah, man. She, it was kind of a mood killer, you know. What I mean? I yeah, mean, I, yeah. I probably, dude, at that point, I was so desperate at the time, I probably wouldn't have mind. Yeah, I mean, if it's a boner shrinker, that's where you pop the Viagra. See, right? Just go, just go to town and be a fucking take it like a soldier. <laughs> Pretty gross. Damn, but yeah, this, this Rona is really killing the casino business, man. Like, have you been it's to a casino? Everything. Everything? It's killing everything, man. I, yeah, I did. Uh, I did the walk around last on the strip last week for the first yeah. time in months. I couldn't uh, believe yeah. how they have the plastic partitions between each betting spot. Like, it feels so awkward to play black. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, I, I started a new job New Year's Eve this year, man. I, I switched casinos downtown to get weekends off. So I had 3 a.m. to 11 a.m., like Monday through Friday. I thought I'd die to hit the big time. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, yeah. one day we're at work, and I was like, hey, guys, see you tomorrow. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it really fucked us up, man. It's fucking yeah. everything. Now. I think um, I worry about it because, the you know, it couldn't happen on a worse year, you know, election. Right. And then, of course, we had um, – you know, unfortunate events with uh, the police and the civil unrest and everything. And it just, everything just really has sucked. So we got to get ready to just fucking withstand it come November. Whatever party wins, you know, it's like, if there's going to be a little bit of chaos or a lot of chaos, but you got to be ready and brace yourself, you know. It sucks. Yeah, it's it sucks. definitely then, a crazy year, man. Never would have thought. We're going into winter. 
and there's going to be another there's going to be waves it had in 1918 pandemic there was three waves of course that one was worse because it was killing young people in world war one and um this is a different type of virus where it's uh, you know we all know it's the old elderly and the ones with uh what do you call it respiratory um different diseases you know right. people so it's it is it is different. Um, people have their opinions on it, whether it's just you know become bigger than what it should be or whatever. But the evidence is there. People are dying. You know, I've had family members that have been hit by it. Everybody and their mama thinks they've had it. I, I'm one of them. But um, it really sucks, man. Because we're going into winter, and that's that's what scares me. Um, Business is not opening back up. I'm afraid of the comedy clubs that are going to just throw in the towel. Right. Uh, there's horrible, this restaurant, um, Ricardo's. I don't know if you've ever been there. It's a Mexican restaurant on Decatur and Flamingo, and they just throw in the towel. They've been around for a long time. They just said, fuck it, dude. Cause... Yeah, my, my wife and I go to this, well, went to this nice little restaurant in Henderson, roasted and toasted. Man, I don't think they made it. We go there a couple times, and they didn't have the kitchen open or they weren't open. Mm. Well, the, the, the shitty part is that. The banks, they're still fucking collecting their mortgage. But how the fuck are you going to do that? How are you going to do that? That Now that makes the renters, the people that, uh, let's say if you own a house, mm-hmm. you're renting it out, that's going to make them want to collect the fucking rent. Right. So it, it, it's just a fucking domino effect. And I just see it. It's not looking good. Because right now we're in summer, everything's shine, you know, sunshine and people hitting up the lake i'm about to hit up the lake again next week it's like but have you been to any other states since this happened ever are you been just in nevada that's interesting i have not see on head i have i didn't even think about that yeah i I hate to sound like an asshole but man i have did a lot of traveling because obviously i've been unemployed since the day one of the the stay-at-home order you know i was i was there three months Actually, I was there two weeks short of getting unemployment through there, but by default, I got it through my other job because they didn't show up for the meeting. So I'm still treading oh, water. Oh, good. good. But good. I went back to I went to Missouri June, mm-hmm. and driving through Arizona, uh, New Mexico, there was parts uh, on I-40 where you could only stop for gas. Like if you weren't yeah. from that town, I think it was Acoma, I believe. Like you, right. they wouldn't let you into the town. And then yeah. you get into New Mexico, about halfway through New Mexico, by Texas, there's no mass, right, in June. Oklahoma, yeah. no mass, Missouri. And it was just weird coming back, and, like, to Nevada, they had the, the mask mandate by then. And it yeah. was just, and I just recently, uh, last week, I was in Colorado, and uh, they're starting to open back up, but still mask everywhere. So it was just yeah. weird to see, like, different states taking different precautions like yeah be... because it's become it's become um what's that word political uh, somehow political, that's what everybody yeah. says exactly that's um, what it's become because that's why i say it couldn't have happened on a worse year on a fucking election year because anything somebody brings up anything you share oh. it's political it's have fucking you, have you noticed the dumber the people your friends in high school were the more there are professionals, experts on you know diseases and all this shit. 
Yeah. Like all yeah. my high school dropout buddies are all infectious disease experts and constitutional yeah. lawyers. <laughs> right, right, right. Like, do they like teach to... constitutional law at cosmetology school? Like, what the <laughs> It's all YouTube, dude. I mean, I get all my information through the internet too now. Mm -hmm. I'm not in school anymore. But to to be so solid on something like, okay, uh, let's just say, for example, the whole oxychloroquine or whatever. I can't even pronounce it. Me either, bro. At, at first, it was something we were looking for hope, but it became political. Now it's the devil. So if you're on the left, fuck it. Yeah, I know that crazy lady, the devil sperm spirit lady. I know that shit sounds crazy, but that was the one out of the many doctors that were talking right there. But no, you can't even comment on it. You can't even stand up for it because, oh, it's political. You you must be a Trumper. Now you're an idiot. Yeah. Right. You know. So and it's on both sides, and it's just it's just ridiculous, man. That's why it's like, I I like to fuck with people. Uh, I like to post controversial stuff every once in right. a while, but I don't I don't know if you noticed. I don't get involved in the conversation. I post it. And I and and I just let let them like the people that are dumb enough to argue online, mm -hmm. you know, let them let them fucking argue. I mean, I I, I don't want to call them dumb, but if they have right. the time for do it, right. I don't have time for that shit. I really don't. You know, it's crazy. You know what Mark Twain said house. about voting, right? What did he say? He said, "If voting really mattered, they wouldn't let us do it." <laughs> <laughs> Meaning that, you know, it's already said and done who's going to win, you know. I love that. I love that. That's, I love that. I, I, one thing I posted recently, I said, if you think voting, voting matters, hit love. If you think voting doesn't matter, hit laugh on, on my status. And most people hit laugh because mm -hmm. people don't realize that, uh, you know, but here's the thing that it's funny though, when people, say well if you don't vote you can't argue fuck you i pay taxes bitch i i could say what the fuck i want that's <laughs> right. america baby you ever heard that george carlin bit where he talks about why he doesn't vote uh i think so my dad was a huge carlin fan i love carlin it's a great bit dude it's um, one of the few I'll times i see my dad laughing as a kid as carlin he fucking loved him. carlin's great he talks about the whole voting thing and it's great because you listen to Carlin, he has a lot of like. You, I listen to him for more, more, if if anything more and more than uh, comedy. I listen more to hear some really wise shit that he would spit out. Mm -hmm. He said it's like Mark Twain. Mark Twain, they consider him one of the first comics. He was the first comic, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You imagine Very that? Smart like, I'm just gonna get up and make motherfuckers laugh. Yeah, exactly, dude. Was he before Charlie Chaplin? Or oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Before, right? I don't, I don't think there's any video of uh, Mark Twain. I think just pictures. Yeah, yeah his, his books are all banned. Motherfucker... Really? Yeah. That motherfucker went everywhere. You, you go to Lake Tahoe. There's a statue of Mark Twain. Virginia mm -hmm. City, um, San Francisco. He traveled everywhere. Yeah, he was a one of a kind man. You know, he was born and died on Haley's Comet, right? No, I did not know that. Yeah, he's born the day Haley's Comet crossed Earth. He, a couple of days before he died, he said, I came in with her, and I got a strange feeling that I'm going to leave with her. And as Haley's Comet Whoa. was as close to the Earth as it could get, he passed away. 
wow, it's probably entertaining the fucking Heaven's Gate people. That's there. crazy, right? On the spaceship, yeah, that's where he went. <laughs> <laughs> so what's up, man? Do you yeah, believe bro. in aliens? You can get off subject. Do you believe in aliens? <laughs> uh, I want. I, I'm like Bull, What's his name? Mulder. I want to believe. Uh, and I, you know, I, I really. That's one of my favorite things to to listen to watch documentaries on um i've seen some weird stuff but i always find explanations for it mm-hmm. but um yeah i think it's pretty cool i i, I like the whole bob lazar uh story and yeah graham um, hancock and all those guys yeah, how yeah about the, if how about the ancient cool. aliens you like Giorgio? i'm not I saying really it dig was him. Alien. i used to yeah i used to dig him yeah he's a little out there though yeah, he's I used to like ancient aliens a lot, but when they start coming out with just episodes, just like almost everything is being questioned now. Like, mm-hmm. could it be that this this stone was a a baseball? And they used to play <laughs> baseball. You know, it's like what the yeah. fuck are you talking about, dude? That's a stretch. Just, yeah, but but um, what is that? Zach is Zachariah Hitchin. Is that the guy that one of the guys that wrote the that ancient aliens was pretty much. It came from his documentary. Um, I forgot what it was called, but uh, but I really like Graham Hancock. I I, I kind of lean more on uh, on that explanation that like there was something here, like another civilization, and just other civilizations took over and and took credit for it. Like for example, the pyramids. Right. It was built by a, another civilization, but the e- Egyptians took credit for it. It wasn't them that built it. So there's a lot of crazy shit, and and I I love it all. I I don't I don't hate on it at all. I love hearing about it. So yeah, especially with the the whole uh, declassified. Right. That's um, people still don't believe. That's the crazy part. Like, yeah, well, yeah. It came right. out. It came out during all this shit. No one cares yeah. right now. Right. It's like they just exposed that there's uh, vehicles not from this earth, but no one cares. Right. Just just. Just us weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, bro. Well, man, this has been a fun episode, man. I, yeah, I thanks was, a lot, man. No, thank you, man, for, for coming on. Um, fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> um, I I was expecting just to do a an hour because I got some stuff to do, but man, it just flew by and we did like an hour and forty. Oh 45. no shit! It, nice. Yeah, it just flew right. It just flew by. So thanks a lot, bro. I want to do this again. Anytime, man. And, and uh, you know what's cool about this app is we could we could do episodes with um, I we could invite more than one person. It's just that the internet gets the internet gets a little glitchy sometimes, but right? It's, it would still be fun. I, I was thinking of having you and uh, BM, and maybe Scott know each other. Yeah, and Scott, man, I definitely I gotta have Scott on the podcast, man. We've been talking about it, and yeah, I was and gonna say he, earlier. I remember when uh, one of the Facebook pages got shut down. I'm like, what? I like yeah. this. I need this. Like, you know? <laughs> and I saw, yeah. I remember Scott Cunningham's name. I sent him a message. I'm like, hey, man, you know, if I'm on a line for asking, but man, what happened? You know? It's like, oh, that's cool. So, yeah. you know, we have a regroup page, right? So, in case we get yeah. shut down again, we got a regroup page. But that was really cool for Scott to put us all together. Brett, yeah, thanks for man. showing me New York. Uncle Joey, if you're listening, man, thanks. I know you got a lot of us savages through some tight spots. So, well, you got a group of great admins that Scott has um, that assist with the administration of the group, and like Allison, Luke, Henry. You know, yeah, what's um, up, Henry? Almost, yeah. 
the reason I'm in the group is because of Henry. I met him through um, him commenting on Joey's page one time. I just I sent him a friend invite, and we became friends when he was still in Hong Kong. And and he's the one that brought me into the group. And I remember going into another group, and he's like, "No, no, this is the real one. This is." We don't talk about the other group, man. Yeah, there's (laughs) trolls. There's a lot of trolls in other groups. So, so they invited me and took me in, bro. And and so I love these guys. They're they're fucking awesome, dude. They're they're great people, and they're from all over the place. You got Allison in in Scotland, you know. Yeah, Henry's in what Egypt? Egypt. Yeah, he's in Egypt now, dude. And uh, yeah, there's got a. I played with a guy on Call of Duty from the church. He's in Australia. Oh really? Wow. wow. Uncle there, Joey got some uh, big reach, man. He's a one of a kind. Yeah, well when Lee was in town, um yeah, that's he got recognized. Like... He yeah. got recognized at um uh, at the what do you call it? The dispensary. They're like, Hey, are you Lee? <laughs> yeah, and they they took a picture of him. He, you know, Lee's a badass. He's a badass. Yeah, I met so him uh you were there that night, it was it Hades at Hookah Bar? Yeah, Lee and I did the show that night. Yeah, and yeah, I did true. like, I did one of my drunkest sets that night. I can't, I can't believe you put up with it. <laughs> oh man, I'll come out and see you guys anyway, man. Yeah, um, that that night it was hilarious because I was super drunk and I was gonna close the show, and I ended up doing like one of the longest sets I ever done. Uh, I've only been doing comedy like seven years at the time. Now I'm going out nine, but. Uh, it was like close to 50 minutes, I think. And I was just yeah. fucking just talking and talking and talking to the audience. And it was a short, it was a small crowd. But, bro, right when I got done with my sets, a midget walked in. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? Where were you? Where were you this whole fucking time? I needed you. <laughs> That's hilarious. It was this time. Do you remember the little guy? Yeah, yeah. Because the host was so tall, you know. She's like, what, 6'10"? Yeah, Krista's tall. She she was on that TLC show, My Big Life, and then she, and then he walks in, and I'm like, I see this giant woman and a little guy. It, it was like I could have I could have used this. I could have used this. <laughs> right. Regardless, it was a fun set. It was a lot of fun, but yeah, it was just bizarre. <laughs> and so he was super cool. He walked in, in with like a badass. Is there any places in town that are having open mics right now? I think there's like two. Uh, yeah. uh, I, I went to that one down. Yeah, you forget where they're at. But that's not an open mic. What's what's saying that comedy spot you were at? Oh, um, notoriety. Yeah, notoriety. That was a nice but little they, spot. They sh- it was nice, right? They shut down when, as soon as a mask, mask mandate came in. Um, they shut down uh, for a while indefinitely. So we'll see. That was a lot of fun. I was already I was booked for the um, the end of July. To do a couple of shows there and then we got the news that they closed down again like ah fuck so now it's like yeah i haven't performed since but that was a fun night man to be down not doing comedy for so many months right and that was such a fun fun show so yeah man but uh yeah man we'll do this again and we'll we'll get i would like to uh hit up bm and see if we could do a a, a group chat on and do an episode hit up scott and we'll do this definitely soon. Um, I'm gonna, I might be releasing this sooner than I thought because I was thinking next week is going to be that whole birthday week. We're going to be so fucking busy. Right. Look, my girl's birthday is the 16th of August. Mm-hmm. Mine is the 18th. And our 
15 year anniversary. We've been married on the 20th. Oh, congratulations, so, man. Thanks, bro. We took the whole week off. We're going to be doing awesome. a lot of stuff. So, yeah, man, yeah. I might just release this soon, like maybe this week. Yeah, go ahead. I'll go, you know, I'll, I'll give it a plug on Facebook to a thousand people that are friends with me. Yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. I'll, um, I'll let you know. Once I get it up, then uh, send you the link and all that good stuff. But uh, thanks for doing the show, man. Uh, you want to uh, plug your uh, social media or anything? I don't have any. No, I'm good, man. <laughs> I don't good? Have okay, good. Media. All right, cool. No, that's cool. That's I mean, cool, I'm, not but, that, um, I'm not that part of my career where I got like, Sean Oak. Hey, no, that's that, that's totally cool, man. I always tell people. But, you know, I appreciate you, always it. Pres- you present the opportunity, you know? Right. Yeah, check out Joey uh, Joey Diaz if you can or Freddie Korea. Oh, thanks, man. Very nice. Use my you, thank you for Yeah, well, thank you, bro. You always you always very supportive and uh, a great friend, man. So I appreciate, it, brother. And can't wait to have some beers with you. Sounds um, good, brother. Yeah, bro. I my man. You have a good night. All right. Happy, happy birthday. Week, happy anniversary, man. Thanks for the invite. Oh yeah. Fuck yeah. Thank you, bro. All right. Bye.